<laughs> Good morning. It is a happy Monday morning. It's October 16, 2023, 8.02 a.m. on the East Coast. This is talking... I forget what the hell it is. This is Shelly, your mouthy mama with Talking Trash and Trees, and this is Coffee and Chaos. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more chaos than coffee because my children suck. Um, they really, they just, they were like, yeah, no coffee today. I'm just not going to, whatever. Like, you get up and get it. How about, no, I was busy. Um, but yeah, Coffee and Chaos with T3. That's me. And I don't know if I'll be going live with Gary Lamb later. I haven't heard from him. But apparently he wants to make this a daily thing. So if he came up with a topic, he'll shoot it over to me. And then you'll know that I'm going over to answer a question or two. And possibly just light everything on fire. Because you never know. Ah, quick shout out to Caitlin. Hello, lovey. Good morning to you. Outpost nerd late and Nick. Yes, I came in at 8.01 for shame. I am late and gay. So there we go. Cool gamer. Good morning. Hello. Caitlin, love you with your huggies. Hi, honey. We really do need to sit down and have some girl time because this is getting ridiculous. Girl's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we get sidetracked. So today, <laughs> today's an R day. And if you read my subtitles, and for those who can't see the screen or whatever, just listen to a podcast. Underneath my name, it says R-rated. Well, that's just me all over, isn't it? And it really is. I'm not as X-rated as people think I am. I'm more R-rated. I just tend to, my innuendos make you think I'm X-rated. I'm going to lower this volume a little bit. Hopefully that'll... Because, Lord, even... I'm looking at the circle as I'm talking, and it's just such an angry circle today. So big and loud and whatever. <laughs> Full storm, good morning. <laughs> he said, I am NC-17. Nuh-uh. Only sometimes. Only sometimes. And I've been so much better. You know, when I have a show to do with an actual topic and, you know, or I'm on a panel with people who actually speak. I don't have to go to that place. There are other things for me to talk about. But when you leave me for like six to, oh, I don't know, 36 hours by myself to just fill the void. The one thing I could talk ad nauseum about is sex. Let's face it. There's a endless wealth of information and just humor there to keep me going for hours. See, even the innuendos sneak in, and I don't even want them to. But no, when I'm talking about stuff, it's different. You know, I, I'm not going to get on here and just cut up and be talking about, you know, like events where people did things on the ceiling or wherever. And that's the story for the past. Uh, giggity? Jiggity? Giggly? I don't know. Caitlin? Okay, so we're going to start this out by saying my number one R of the day is rest. Because nope, not for this girl. Nuh -uh. Nope, no rest for the wicked. <sighs> I've been averaging, what, two to three hours total a night? Not in a row. God forbid I not wake up after 45 minutes because... <laughs> 
apparently that's just how how it is now. Uh, did you know that if you lose two hours of sleep a night, it increases your risk of heart failure and lower life expectancy by 60%. That was a statistic that stuck with me that I, I got one day from this whole sleep study thing that was done. And I was like, are you kidding? I was like, I, then I should have been dead by the time I was four. Cause I've never been a good sleeper. I mean, I used to be able to sleep the whole night through. Sure. I used to be able to sleep like the dead, but Waking up well rested? No, I don't know. I don't know what that feels like. I really don't. Just like I don't know what relaxed means. I had people that I work with. They were like, "Oh, what'd you do last night?" I'm like, da, 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 da. "They're like, <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> why did you do so much? Well, what the hell was I supposed to do? What did you do? Well, I I went to the grocery store on my way home, and I stopped home, and I I made dinner." And I had dinner with, you know, they were like with my husband, with my kid, with whatever. And then like we cleaned up, you know, I vacuumed, I sat on the couch, I put the TV on, kids joined me and we all just chilled and just sat back and with my feet up and like watched movies all night. And I'm just like, how do you do that? Like, cause I could never, I tried that so many times with my ex-husband. Oh my goodness. We would sit and he would be like, you just can't be still. Kind of, I was like, I feel like I can't. I don't know what it is. <laughs> he was like, you just, he goes, even if you're not talking, I can feel you thinking over there. Stop. Like, why do you do Because <laughs> I don't know how to turn it off. I really don't. That's why I don't sleep. Because my brain is busy, 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 like many people all day long. And then I lay down and if something just, if it doesn't sit right, right before I fall asleep, if something is bugging me, oh, that's it. All night, my brain is going to try to figure out what the hell went wrong, where it went wrong, what I can do. It will fix whatever. But it'll take me the whole night and it'll wake me up every every 20 to 45 minutes there are times i wake up every 10 minutes feeling like i'm falling out of the freaking bed because i grab onto everything that jolt that you get that's what happened to me this morning i fell asleep and every time i started to like feel myself drift like really deep somebody would just yank me back and it was just like, what the hell? Like, I didn't want to be awake. I, didn't, I did not want to be awake. And for some reason, awake I was. Uh, outpost nerve rest. For some reason, I woke up at something a.m. Check your uh, number lock key. Because <laughs> 4 a.m. There you go. At 4 a.m. nervous and I have no idea why. He said, damn fat fingers can't type. Now that happens on my on my keypad all the time. Like I'll press the the number and a number lock will be off because they don't put a freaking light on it anymore. So you gotta guess. Uh and then all of a sudden I'm on a different page and I'm like, wait, all I hit was a seven. What the hell just happened? Like <laughs> where'd all the numbers go? Gone. Um Lady Autumn Sky, my lady awesome. Good day. 
Lady Awesome has been in Discord slowly picking through the playlist of music that I put up because I was just in my feelings feeling it through the music this morning. And I do that. Um, when I can't sleep, I get up, I get my very, very old um, iPod Nano, and I sit there and I go through the songs and I pick the ones that fit and I just belt them out. I just let them go. And as I go through them, I process the emotion. You know, it's not, I can't always feel the emotion in the moment. It's a weird thing with me. I know. I'm always afraid of reacting in any way because I'm afraid of overreacting because, you know, I'm extra. Or I'm afraid of underreacting because I don't want to overwhelm somebody. So my reaction is usually not on point. You know, it's usually one extreme or another. So I have to like walk away and then get my thoughts together. And music helps me to sift through the good, the bad, and the ugly, come to some type of resolution and formulate a reply. You see all the R's. Today is all the R's, including Riri, because I am. Oh, so, as I was saying, I average two to three hours a night. What that's doing is making it very difficult for me to control my emotions. That's number one. Because I can feel like the slightest thing will set me off. My daughter came in here before and she put the, the thing of water in front of me. And there was a drop coming down the side of it. And it went onto the, the wood of the table. And I just, I didn't say anything. I just looked at her. And she was like, what? And I didn't say anything. And I just looked down at the bottle. And I looked back at her as if to say, you know, look at the freaking bottle. Look what you're doing. Because I don't want to have to correct her all the time. But I'm like, come on, get with it. Get with it. Pay attention. I've had this conversation. 10,000 times, let's go. You don't just put wet things down wherever. Have a coaster or a paper towel or something. And she's just, what? 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 I'm sorry, that last what came out a little bit high-pitched, and now you pushed my bitch button. I was like, what do you mean, what? You gonna take that tone with me? Like, and right away, I start, I was off and running. And it was just like, and I, I warned her this morning. I said, listen, don't, today's not the day and I'm not the fucking one. Don't do it. I was like, you and your brother, all weekend long, you've been pushing my buttons, saying shit and doing shit. Just stop. Everybody wants to have that emotional little thing with mom. It's like, oh, let's see how far we can push her before she explodes. You don't want that. Because once I'm mad, I'm staying there. Fuck it. I haven't been big mad in a long, 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 long time. But they, they like to play that Russian roulette, man. They fucking, they roll those dice like they got nothing to lose. Yeah, mm, you got something to lose. My temper, that's what we're going to lose. Oh. But I did tell them, I said, you know, I'm having a hard time waiting my tongue. I'm having a hard time being nice. I'm trying. When you do stuff that really pisses me off, I'm trying to smile through it. And I'm coming out like, you know, the Bates Hotel mother in the basement with the 
you know, wig and the decaying flesh. And that's who I am. Just the <laughs> kind that's kind of who I am today. So I just tread lightly. I'm sure it'll change. I'm sure this will get most of it out because that's why I come here. Not just for you to have therapy, but for me too. People come, people go. I don't trust that counter for shit. Because the other day there was like four of you talking at the same time in chat and it told me there was nobody here. I was like, really? You liar. <laughs> Why do you do that to me? Uh, do, 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 do. That's it? Nerd? Like nothing else? Okay. Why are you not sleeping? Is it because you were sick and that you, you just slept all the sleep you're going to sleep for the rest of fall? Because that could happen. It won't happen to me, but it could happen. Uh, with my dreams, like with my sleep come these vivid, vivid dreams, right? And they're very short clips of dreams, which, okay, thank you so much, YouTube, for shortening my dreams into like, <laughs> you know, shorts. It's great. So as I go through, they happen really, really quickly. They're really simple, but they're vivid and they're full of real people. They're not you know, like, well, they're made up scenarios, I guess, in my head because they're dreams. But these are things that are not outside the realm of possibility of happening. There's nothing fantastical about them. Um, and I just wonder if this is my mind manifesting what I really want. And what I'm not able to say out loud, I guess. Um, the things that I'm not able to articulate, to communicate. And things that I probably can't accept myself. I mean, let's face it. I'm not exactly, you know, rushing to be like, oh, this little self-awareness. I'm great if the self-awareness helps you all. But when it's just me, uh, no, I'm good. I'll pass. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to know. Kayla said, sorry, driving. I've been having terrible sleep. I'll message you today. Awesome sauce. Message me later. But rest first. Really, rest, honey. I don't know what it is. I just can't settle. I can't settle. Last night, I could not freaking fall asleep. I laid in that bed just irritated. And I didn't even know why I was irritated. But I just kept tossing and turning. And I'm sleeping out in the living room in a single bed. Which I haven't slept in a single bed since I was... Uh... uh Twenty? Twenty-two? And even then, it was this gigantic daybed. So, I mean, it was like a regular-sized bed, but just a daybed. Uh, it wasn't a single at all. It was huge. But I wanted a daybed, and I don't remember why, because it was really uncomfortable. I don't know. I just... I like my bed to be very, like, hedonistic. That's a big word for me lately. But I do. I like it to be decadent, like... I want to be able to go into bed and just sink into it and have big fluffy, you know, like comforters and something like with some weight on top of it to like, you know, put pressure and take away all that anxiety. Be it a blanket or a man. Uh, I'm, at this point, I'm not even picky. As long as I could sleep. That'd be great. Awesome. But it's not happening. 
it does happen a lot during the day where I'm sitting here and I'm talking and, da, 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 and then all of a sudden I'm like, what just happened? I'll just lose consciousness. It's funny. I'm like, I'm just falling asleep. And even my mother, she was like, Michelle, that's not that that that's not falling asleep. That's passing out. Like what you're passing out at your little desk. I'm like, okay. But that used to happen all the time. She's like, yeah. <laughs> and then you went to the hospital. So let's not do that again. Like she gives a shit. It's not like she visited. Which apparently is something that I deserved. <laughs> and I don't have the self-regulation abilities to give a fuck that I said it. Because I don't care. I love it. Uh, Caitlin, you're so sweet. I really do love my friends on here. My chat is the best. When you show up, when you don't show up, when you do replay, when we meet in somebody else's chat, I just love it all. Uh, all right, so we talked about rest. Obviously, I'm not getting any. Just not getting any. I ordered these sleep drops from some website related to, I don't know, Alex Jones or whatever. I think InfoWars. I'm having a hard time with names, so bear with me. Uh, but I did all that. Whatever, and I ordered them. I don't know when they're getting here. Could be today, could be tomorrow. They could be downstairs for all I know. I highly doubt it, but you never know. So I got those and I got the Force Mind Ultra, whatever, to try to make my brain work. Because, meh, it's a little offline sometimes. But that's all right. I mean, I know I'm healing. I know I've, I've switched meds. I'm switching foods. I'm going through a lot of traumas that I I found easy to go through once I tackled them but <laughs> they linger they do linger they don't have the power they had but I don't know it's I feel like there's something that I'm missing some aha moment that That'll make everything make sense. And I know, I know that's probably just wishful thinking. Ugh, how awesome would that be if I could friggin' like go, oh, hey, it's this one thing. All this comes back to one thing. Unfortunately, it comes back to many, many, many things. But let's continue with our R day because I don't think this is going to be like the longest stream. Um, so we have routine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am such a creature of habit. It's disgusting. Um, changes throw me off completely. I mean, they just, ugh. I cannot tell you how off balance I am when changes just appear. And they're like, oh, yeah, we changed my, what, we, 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 what, what? Like, no, we had these plans for weeks. Like, yeah, but then something came up, so I just changed it real quick. Changing destinations, changing activities, changing times, meeting times, deadlines, all shit like that gives me such anxiety. It's ridiculous because I'm like, no, like you don't understand. I, I set my whole mind and body up so that it's ready for this at this time. I'm not ready for it right now. I'm not going to be ready later. It, it'll be too late. Later. If this is when it has to happen. This is the window. If you don't hit that window, just wave goodbye to it because it, it's not coming back around again for a long time. 
you know, people don't get how much change bothers me. Inconsistency. Oh my God. Inconsistency is the worst for me. If you do things three times in a row and then the fourth time you do something different. Number one, I'm going to notice as soon as you begin to be different, you're not going to get a chance to like settle into it and then be like, Oh, maybe she'll notice. No, I noticed. I noticed motherfucker. Like I noticed right away what's going on. Like I just, and I'm immediately defensive immediately because I become suspicious. Very rarely am I inconsistent. I'm crazy, but I'm consistent about it. You know, I'm bitchy, but again, consistent about it. And I'm extremely, extremely moody, which I know is coming. I can feel it. I can feel it. This is not moody. We're talking about the once a month kind of moodiness and that's coming up. Oh yeah. Right around the bend. Two, three days. I think it's getting an early jump start because I'm just. Yeah, that's what I am. I'm just. Like I woke up this morning and chose violence. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Maybe somebody will come along throughout the day and change my mind. Or maybe I'll turn my goddamn phone off and ignore everybody. You never know. I don't know. It was different before. You know, everybody I knew was local. If I turned my phone off or I didn't answer the house phone, it would only take them a couple hours of trying to contact me before there's the, you know, knock, knock, knock at the door. Y'all can't do that. So ha ha ha. Like if I disappear, I just fucking disappear. That's the end of it. You know, I don't plan to do that, but I'm just saying it's a lot easier when all you have is online. You know, it's not like I'm going to be walking down the street and suddenly they're, you know, one of the YouTubers is going to be, be like, hey, don't I know you? Nope. Nope. Don't know me for shit. And as long as I keep my mouth shut, nobody's ever going to recognize my voice. I don't see what's so distinct about it, but y'all seem to. So I'm going to let you run with that. All right. So. I wrote some notes and I put inconsistency, breeds suspicion, and a desire to flee. It's something I fight 24-7 and it's exhausting. I don't think people realize just how much I'm always thinking, always feeling, always analyzing, always observing, always recording. Like my brain is so tired at the end of a conversation with anybody else that I just want to take like the longest nap and I never get to because, you know, people want to talk, they want to communicate, whatever. And that's fine. I love talking to people, but sometimes I'm like, I just want to turn everything off just for like a week, turn everything off. But how bored would I be? I'm so trained to run to YouTube. Good God. Ah, changes without reason make me angry in a basic self-defense type of way, yet I'm the one that I take it out on. Now, that's a whole bunch of self-hatred going on there, which I knew. I love me. Don't get me wrong. I like who I am. I love who I am. But there's 
parts of me that I just, I just can't, you know, I just can't. I look at those parts of my life and I'm like, yeah, bitch, you didn't cause it, but who the hell wants to remember this shit? I would rather forget it. You know, I would rather push it away. But I can't. I can't run from it. That follows me wherever I go. No matter who I interact with, male, female, doesn't matter. <clears throat> anyway. So yeah, changes without reason make me angry. In a basic self-defense kind of way. And I usually return. I, I usually return. I return. I usually become very snappish, very cold. Um, snappish and cold are definitely two of the signs that you're about to see me go completely fucking postal. And it's going to stay with you a long time. Because even me angry on here, I'm still very even keel. When I lose my temper, I'll burn it all down. Yours, mine, and everything. I don't care. That's why I don't lose my temper. Lose my patience, but I don't lose my temper. Oh, no. No, 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 no. This is why people are like, Shell, what do I do? Don't, please don't ask me to do that. Unless you want to ruin somebody from the inside out and the ground up, just don't. Because if they hurt you, I'm going to want revenge. And that's how I'll set you up. I'll set you up to get your revenge. You'll get the perfect revenge. But there's going to be no going back to that relationship. I can tell you that. All my exes come back. Ugh. I guess I didn't end it well enough for all of them, but I was very definitive about why I was leaving them. You know, either you're too lazy or you're not the right fit for me or we're better off as friends and... Like all the cliches. I've done all the sayings, all the cliches. I wish I had caffeine IV drip because I could really use it right now. I haven't even been here a half an hour and I already felt myself start to like detach three times. So I don't know how far this is going to go. I'm going to try to bang it out real quick. Uh, Caitlin, I will hunt you down and find you. Oi. So aggressive. I like it. No, um, you can't get away from me so easily. You know, I had a stalker who used to say that. <laughs> Calling me a hundred, 150 times a day. You can't escape me. You can't get away from me. You can't, you can't, you can't. And I used to get so pissed, but you know what I can do though? What? Click. What? <laughs> click, 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 click. In the beginning, it didn't really bother me. I thought it was funny because he was drunk. You know, it was, this was years ago. I mean, I say it like that. It wasn't that many fucking years ago. I was in, I was still in Wallace. So, I don't know, seven years ago, I want to say. Maybe eight. But, yeah, he was completely obsessed with me, this dude. And he just wouldn't leave me alone. And he would call my job. He would call my house. Send me emails. He's the one that broke into my damn phone and sent out friggin' nude pictures of me. And I was like, really? I didn't even send those to you. And you just went in my phone. Like, okay. So guess what? I learned, don't keep that shit in your phone. 
Don't keep it on a hard drive either. You put that sucker on a removable hard drive and you entitle that dirty and put it on the side. Because we all have something that we don't want other people to see. I can't find the pictures that my husband did because he took like so many like really glamour shots of me in like corsets and lingerie and heels and all that kind of stuff. And I tell you what, if I could just take my face out of it, I'd just sell all that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. Because they were really well done. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I was so pretty. Very sexy. Um, and I don't, I don't know what he did with them. The funny part is he didn't take them for him. I was like, I want you to take pictures. You know, that he was like, okay. And he had so much fun doing it. He was like, what are you going to do with them? Whatever the fuck I want. I might not do nothing. Just to be clear, we were divorced at that point. He was just living with me. Uh, you know, the whole friends with no benefits thing. <laughs> um, Outpost said, you mean back when Edison invented the phone? Yeah, nerd. Because with the fucking mood I'm in, this is what you should start. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Because I'm not going to argue with you, nerd. I'm not going to let you do it. I'm not. I'm not going to let you push that button. Because then I have to push a button and then you have to push another one and then I have to go full, you know, nuclear and hmm, it's not pretty. It's not worth it either, to be fair. Because um, fighting with me, you don't want to do that, nerd. <laughs> you, <laughs> you really don't want to do that. Not today. Not today. Maybe fight with me tomorrow. See see how the the temperature in the room is then. Um because here's the other thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about the re-rees of the world. Why? 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 Why are they all showing up now? It, did somebody put up a bat signal, like bat shit crazy signal in the sky? And all my exes decide, hey, let's call Shelly and see what she's doing. Maybe we can hook up. How about maybe we can't? How about that? I'll post nerd. You know you love me. Listen, I've loved many people and still punched them in the face. I'm not afraid of Florida. I'll kill two birds with one stone. I will come there, punch you in the face, and then go visit Tommy in jail. Or maybe vice versa. But if I do it vice versa, then I don't know. I feel like the anger wouldn't be for you. It would be more residual. And that's not fair. If you get hit, it should be for you. Uh, swipe or no swiping the button. No swiping the button. Yeah, no, don't push the button, nerd, please. I mean, I know you think it's funny, but it really would not be for anyone. And I would just carry that reputation out forever after that. I love that. People love to call me mean and whatever, but they're the ones that push the button until I explode. Then they're like, oh, look, she's mean. Really? So all that time I spent helping people didn't mean shit. But when you pushed me to explode, that's my defining moment. You can totally go fuck yourself. How about that? How about that? Fuck you. 
I am not going to take the blame when somebody else pushes my buttons and I warn them, stop it, stop it, stop. Mm-mm. I'm going <laughs> to take you out in about a minute. If you keep going down this road, you are going to be in tears. And then they keep going. Dude, that was not a double dog. Dare you? Trust me. I'm giving you a friendly warning. This is the shot across the bow. Like, don't. And then they keep going and it's like, okay, but then you're you're upset, shocked, and shaken when I fucking explode. I don't understand. Make it make sense to me. If somebody knows you're in a bad mood and they absolutely 100%, 100% provoke you and you have a reaction, how is that your fault? I swear to God, every shit stirrer should have to lick the fucking spoon. I am so sick of people. Not you guys, you're great. But and anybody listening, you're awesome too. Obviously. Not to pull a, you know, Ricada out of my ass, but I mean that's what he always says, right? He's like, Oh yeah, no, not you people. Good no. luck. We're all counting on you. That's all of you. I'm counting on all of you. Every single one. So Winning in his clips. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Let's see. What else? Um, so, okay. The re-rees. The texts. Phone calls. The friend requests. <laughs> the DMs. All over the place. Bro, leave me alone. The main culprit right now. It's not the only one, but he's the main culprit right now. My daughter's father, Miguel. What do you want from me? I mean, besides to get me into bed. But what do you want from me? Explain it. Because I've known you since you're 12. You know, we had a daughter together 28 years ago. I gave birth to that little shit. And she's still here. So what the hell? Where are you at? Jacob Pete's good day, good day, good day. Um, but he like my daughter came out this weekend. I think it was yesterday or this morning, like late. I fe- it was between yesterday afternoon and this morning. I'm pretty sure. I don't know, guys. I'm really tired, and it's not the tired that's going to breed sleep. So nobody tell me to go to bed because that's pointless. Like telling me, oh, bitch, relax. Now, now, see, now we have to fight. <sighs> uh, outpost. Have fun at work, dear. I know the children are just waiting for you, waiting in anticipation. Ah, uh, have fun though. And remember, they're just little people, they have feelings too, and they need boundaries, but don't be a dick about it. Uh, what was I saying? God damn it. Oh, so my daughter says, you know, can I can I unfriend Miguel? And I thought I heard her wrong. And I was like, wait, your father? Yeah. Why do you want to unfriend him? Well, because he doesn't talk to me and he doesn't care about it. And she went and she had like a whole list. So it's not like she hadn't thought about it. And she was going on and on. And I was like, all right. Daisy said, 
get your ass in bed. You got this. I mean, if there was somebody there waiting for me, sure. But to go back to bed by myself, that seems just sad. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I swear to God, that's why I sit like and I sleep sitting up. Because it's not as lonely feeling. It's terrible when you're by yourself. I'm in a house full of fucking people and I'm completely by myself. I could be on the phone with 12 people. Nope, nothing. Nope. I'm not as apathetic as I was. But it's a close thing. It is. Uh, so everybody wish Nerd a good day. All right, so here's my question about Miguel. So Katie wants to know, should I unfriend him? Da, da, da. And I was like, you know, give it time. Wait on it. You know, you don't have to make the decision now. Go to sleep. Sleep a couple days. You know, and I'm trying to be like as nice as possible. But I was also really fucking irritated because these two fathers, of my two kids, they get so much thought from these kids. Oh, if I do this, he'll notice. If I do that, they'll notice. I'm here 24 fucking seven. They don't even want to make me a fucking sandwich. But the fathers who were never here and never contributed. They're the ones you want to. You want to impress, huh? Okay. I don't get it. I really don't. Because, I mean, I loved my father, but I couldn't stand to be around him. I, I didn't want to do anything that would draw his attention to me. And my kids are like, gee, you know, I really want my dad's attention. What could I do? Do nothing. Do nothing. Send him a text or whatever. I don't want to send him a text. Why not? Because I shouldn't have to chase him. It's true. And the thing is, these shitheads are going to figure it out. Later, when they have nobody, they say, oh, my God, you know, like I had I had this and I just threw it away. For the record, not talking about me, talking about my daughter. So, yeah, it's just it's very frustrating. Because I want I always wanted him to have a relationship with her. I always wanted Eddie to have a relationship with Connor. Neither one of them choose to do so. I don't understand it. I could not be a see you once every three years kind of parent. Because then that you're exactly what they said you are. You were a sperm donor. The amount of connection that I got between my son and his father, I could have achieved with a goddamn bent turkey baster. Okay? It would have done the same goddamn job. And at least I wouldn't have a face to put with it. I'd just be like, well, I'm never using plastic again. Like, that. that'll be it. I think of him as just a friggin' broken turkey baster. He got lucky. One shot. That's me. One shot, Sally. You, you bust your load anywhere near me, I'm getting pregnant. It does not matter. Because God has a sense of humor. Very twisted, twisted, twisted sense of humor. But, you know, whatever. Listen, I wasn't the bitch who took the fruit from the tree, okay? 
I wouldn't just eat fruit off a tree. It's got to get washed because, yeah, all sorts of stuff. But no. So, dear God, I'm not the one who did that. Why am I always being punished for it? That damn 28-day cycle bullshit. Make a month 30 to 31, you know, days, and then you're cycle 28. Why? Because you're just hoping for that one week where you have those five weeks in a row. So she get it at the beginning, then ovulate in the middle and get it at the end so that you fuck up her entire week, like in the entire weekend. Uh, <laughs> Daisy, if you want to. Girl, I always want to. Uh, have a day, Gray Outpost. Daisy, did you hear? Did you tell him that when you look for bad in people, you'll always find it? That's the thing, Daisy. I never used to look for bad in people. Because I never had the chance. You know, I'd meet somebody, they'd be, oh my God, you said da-da-da-da-da. And my alarm bells are going off like crazy because they're fake as fuck. But I'm not thinking that, oh, you know, they're a spy for my boyfriend who's sitting next to me 23 out of 24 hours a day. You know, I wasn't thinking that. I don't even know what I'm talking about. My brain just went bye-bye. Uh, did you tell him that when you look for bad and people hurt? I said, long ago, where are they taking applications for fathers? Because this mommy business is a big fucking job. It really is. It really is. Caitlin said, me too, Shelly. See, now you said me too. I don't know what I was talking about. I know it had something to do with Miguel. That this is why I wrote down notes because I'm too I'm too limited in my higher functions right now. My brain is oatmeal. Oatmeal. Let me talk about Miguel. Let me just read what I wrote. I said, do Miguel, do I call him? You know, I tend to lead toward no. But I kind of want to bless him a new one, you know? Like, what do I do? And that's because he doesn't have a relationship with Katie. And Katie came out and said, can I, you know, unfriend him? I said, no, why? I told him to keep him, you know, wait a little while, think about it. You know, we'll talk about it again when she's thought more about it. Think about what the consequences of that are going to be. You know, if she can take it back, if she can back step at all on something like that. You know, Connor, Connor blocked his father and his father was not happy. You infected my son. You took away my authority, bitch. You don't have any authority. Like you don't have any in my house. The minute you walked away from me and said, I don't want that. Go ahead. If you get an abortion, that's on you. You know, and I said, I don't want when you were like, oh. Why not? That was the moment you lost the right to tell me shit. Mm -mm. And still, still, I let you play like you were a man. Because that's all that was. That was play. There are men who could front. They can. They can come up and be like, oh, I'm, I'm Mr. This, 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 this. And you can believe them because they have that like machismo going. And you know, he's Really tall, really well-built, really well-built, you know, long-term fighter. He's been fighting, doing all sorts of martial arts and boxing and everything. 
since he's like 13 years old. He's gorgeous. He is. I'm not going to lie. And trust me, there were many bitches who wanted him. And I just laughed because I'd be like, you can want him all you want. He's coming home with me. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. And that's what it was. And he was, you know, we don't even have like a commitment. No, we don't. Why do you need a commitment? It was very role reversal. He was very much the bitch of the fucking relationship. And it was just like, I mean, we were young still, but then years, years later, when we just randomly hooked up because he showed up at my house with my brother, because that's what you do. I had a three minute easy bake baby. Literally. By the time my brother ran downstairs to get his phone from the from the car, which was right downstairs, and ran back up and I answered, he said, What happened to you? I don't know what you're talking about. You're like, you're all red and your hair is all oh, Michelle. I was like, What? I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, Sis, really? I was like, you're the one that brought him here. You shouldn't have done that. And he was like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> we can never keep you two apart. And that was the thing. It's so weird. You put us in a room together and it's just like, I go wherever and he just follows in my orbit. But when we were younger, it was a little more mutual because I was a lot more uh, open to relationships back then. I was not afraid of relationships. I just found myself in them. And so I would go around and we would play back and forth. So it was very equal. Whereas now, the last time I saw him was at, um, like, face-to-face, -face where we didn't fight, was at my, um, well, our, Awalita's funeral. Um, my, she's my grandmother from, well, through marriage. So it's my mother's husband's mother. And Eddie is her actual grandson, which makes Connor her blood and marriage great-grandson. So, mm -hmm. there's always that little, you know, grandpa-uncle aspect of the whole thing. The point is, we went to the wake, and everything was fine, and he hadn't gotten there yet. So I was like, I was relieved, because I didn't want to have to... He's not good at wakes. When I was pregnant with Katie, um, Awalito died. <laughs> and I went to Philly and nobody there knew I was pregnant. Now, mind you, I was pregnant with, Kate, with Katie. So I was 21. I was actually just turning 21 because we went there on my birthday. Which, mm -hmm. and we went there and they were like, oh, you got to stay. You got to make it a three-day thing because we have the wake and then we have the funeral and then we have the, you know, da -da -da, and the family's all coming. And I unfortunately did not drive my own car there. I went in the van with my mother, her husband, and all my brothers and sisters. And they were all young. I was 21, so they were either 11 or younger. And Freddie was 18. Because he's only like two, three years younger than me. So we all went and then, you know, you have to stay. So unfortunately, I had to stay. I was six months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Six months pregnant. Miguel was off in Puerto Rico. I had already broken up with him for like 
couple months because I was like, you know, you're a piece of shit. You, you know, you cheated on me, whatever, with some hoochie that Carlos set you up with. And I'm pregnant with your kid. Like, okay, you want to do that? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. And it was just like, whatever. And I, I'm reading you guys as I'm going, and it's just like, um, case of the Mondays is already beginning. Jacob, you have no idea. Amber. Yes, the Mondays are going to be all day today, not just the morning. I'm trying to turn it around by getting through this list so that maybe I can sleep. That'd be great. Do I have a lot of um, hope for it? Not so much. <laughs> not so much. But we're trying. Can't go forward if you don't take that step. Baby steps. And I'm not playing that clip because I don't believe I have it. Besides, I give I give all that enough uh, play. I don't think I have that one. I might. I don't know. Uh, dun, 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 dun. No, 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 no. I mean, I have this one, which I love. I have this one. Homie, don't play that. Mm-hmm. That's the Gary. Oh, here we go. Baby steps? It means setting small reasonable goals for yourself one day at a time one tiny step at a time baby steps for instance um when you leave this office don't think about everything you have to do in order to get out of the building just think of what you must do to get out of this room and when you get to the hall deal with that hall and so forth you see Baby steps. Baby steps. Oh, boy. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps through the office. Baby steps out the door. It works. It works. Yep, baby steps. Aw, uh, Caitlin, I got to go into work, but I'll be listening. I love you. I love you, too, Caitlin, my little birthday twin. And Lady Awesome's hilarious because, you know, she loves the clips. She does. I know she does. <laughs> All right, Jacob. I'm not going to say which one. Like, 357, I think he was the one that made winning do that damn, gosh darn it, people like me. Like, ugh. Like, whatever. But he's never around. So, unless he comes around, I can't play it. I can't play it, 357, unless you show up. I mean, I can, but I'm not going to. I save that for the end. Lady Awesome. I do. I do. She does. She really does. <laughs> uh, and now he's got me doing it. Where I don't reface anything. I just go, oh, winning. You have to do. He's like, send me the clip. Send me the clip. Send me the clip. If he thinks it'll work, then he's like, send me the clip. Otherwise, he's like, nah. <laughs> But then, see, it's a catch-22, because I could be in the middle of saying something to him, and I'll think of something and go, oh, you totally have to do this clip. And he's like, yeah, send it to me. And then I send it, and I start talking, and I'm like, hello, hello. Like, hello again. 
No, he's off making the fucking clip, and I'm the one that did it to myself. So I shoot myself in the foot, much like my father. Maybe it's a hereditary thing. Maybe one of my kids is going to shoot themselves in the foot with like a paintball gun or something. I don't know. Amber L said, baby steps, so important. I'm learning how to live entirely by myself for the first time in my life. And it gets a little overwhelming. Aw, Amber L. Lady Awesome said, you got this. Walk and stand proud in your independence. Absolutely. Listen, I, I went from house to house to house to house, and there was always somebody there to be my safety net. It was either going to be, you know, my mother, though she sucked at it. She still had the funds to be a safety net, if not the emotional fortitude or the intelligence. Um, but she had the financial, you know, means of being a safety net to offer me that kind of security. My grandmother, safety net in every way, went right from my grandmother to getting married and having my husband there. And we still live with grandma. So that was a double safety net. Then grandma died, moved away. I moved away with my husband after much turmoil. Um, again, I'm with somebody else. I have some type of safety net. And then he hit Katie. And I burned the safety net to the ground. And I landed on my feet. And a little bit on his face. Like standing there. Because no. I can do this by myself now. I'm not I'm not letting anybody else near my kid. And I never went back on my word. I shut out any kind of feelings I could ever have for anybody. Which I had started to do before, but then it just got to the point where I was like, no, my my heart's on lockdown. It's gonna stay that way for a very, very, very long time. It would take something extraordinary. To make me even attempt to take the chains off of that bitch. No. So 20 plus years, I was on my own. I had I had plenty of like bedfellows. That's the one thing my exes are good for. They might not be good at being fathers or whatever, but I just, hello, come on. Okay, here we go. Here's your cookie. Here's your sandwich. There's the door. Bye. And they're just, they don't get that. They're like, oh, well, I'll come back tomorrow. No, 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 no. I, I got the itch scratched for now. And I remember why we're not together. So you can go. <laughs> you can get the fuck out. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's, you know, you're on your own and you go, well, maybe they're changed. And then you remember, mm, no, they're the same. And this is why I had to leave them. Uh, that happens a lot. So now I just don't do anything. I know I'm just by myself. But it's hard. It's really, really difficult, Amber. Because the first time I got off the elevator in my apartment building, I had done this a thousand times. But for some reason, that day it struck me. I, ha I had Connor in one hand. I had my purse and like the diaper bag slung over like one shoulder. I'm trying to like hold him up. I have my keys in my other hand. I have my wallet in my teeth because it just it fell out of my purse and I couldn't like maneuver and I like shoved it in my mouth I had my phone down my shirt in my bra and I get to my door and I'm like trying to like juggle everything and I finally get in and I go get inside and whatever I closed the door I locked it and I stood there and I was like 
oh, fuck me. I'm a grown up. I don't want this. I, was, I, I don't want this at all. I, I really didn't. I still was of the mindset where, come on, we'll go out. We'll have fun. But I had fun with the kids. You know, it was just like, come on. I didn't think about put money away. I didn't think about, oh, you know, you got to shore up your money for a, another day. You got to get the hell out of this town. You got, I was perfectly happy in my little shoebox apartment because I could pay the bills. I could pay the rent. There wasn't any risk for me. I never got to the point where I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be homeless. No, that was when I was pregnant with Katie. When I was pregnant with Katie, I was homeless. I was living in my car. I was stealing bread from in front of the goddamn grocery store so that I had something to eat. You know, like that's how bad it got. How little my fucking family gave a shit. But we got off topic. The whole point, I was pissed at Eddie. So, all right, I'm pissed at Eddie. Why am I pissed at Eddie? Because he, he told me basically, you know, oh, well, we did it and you got pregnant. Nobody told you to get pregnant. Get rid of it. What? Get rid of it. I didn't sign up to have another kid. <laughs> then you asked you to use the condom. How about that? Or you should just not try to hit it. Because it wasn't my idea. I didn't make the move. I just said what I usually said. Meh, hold my beer. Like, that's basically what I did. <laughs> Amber, she said, oh my God, Shelly, thank you. That made me smile so hard. You gotta smile. Come on, you're, you're doing something that you've never done before. You know, and there's excitement in that, but you're not by yourself. I mean, if you have questions, here we are. You know, posit the questions, you know, ask us things, go in discord, say, look, I, I'm doing this. I don't feel right about it or I'm insecure or I'm not. I feel like I'm not seeing all my options. You know, there's a bunch of us who have been through it. You know, we've been divorced. We've been separated. We've been hurt. We've done the hurting. You know, I've done every one of those things. I have broken the hearts. I have had the broken heart. I have done the betrayal i've been betrayed and i just it, by the time i was 30 i was done with it i really was i was just like oh, now i'm done i need a break and i took a like you know 20 year break <laughs> so, <laughs> it is what it is um jacob said lady awesome always knows how to make feel make folks feel better got a smile out of me when i'm ready to to suck Start a shot. Oh, when I'm ready to suck, start a shotgun this morning. Nice. Very nice, Jacob. What a nice way to put that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Gary Lamb. Hello, Gary Lamb is yelling at me seriously. Like, yes, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> Why don't you ask me a question about it later? How about that? <laughs> you can ask me whatever you want. Poke the bear, because I'm going on like two and a half hours sleep at the moment. Rabbit, just came to hit the like. Can't stay. Oh, I hope you're feeling good, Rabbit. Uh, we miss you. We do. I don't know what you're up to, but I'm sure it's, you know, the animals will benefit. At least I hope they will. I don't even know what your morning routine is when it comes to the animals. And at this point, I don't know what you have. 
because I think you gave us a list at one point and I was just like, I thought it would be, I don't know if I thought it would be bigger or smaller. Uh, Jacob said, I thought it was a lovely way to put it. Oh, that you want to suck on steel, you know, that has lead inside. No, how about that? Nope. Ladies said, thanks for stopping by. Rabbit enjoy hopping around. She is. She's a little hoppy thing. Love you, Rabbit. Have a good day. Uh, lady said, I'm glad I can get a smile from you, Jacob, sending you loving healing energy. She is. She's awesome. She's absolutely awesome. And after looking through that playlist this morning, I'm sure she was like, where is this girl's head at? <laughs> I was all over the place. <laughs> it was, uh, whatever. I live through music. That's how I process stuff. And certain lines jump out at me. Um... It's funny because I interpret things different than I think they're meant to be. Like Billy Joel, he did that song, um, Tell Her About It. And he says at one point, he said, um, though you may not have done anything, will that be a consolation when she's gone? And my mother, I had this whole discussion with my mother. I had the whole discussion with my husband because we were analyzing the goddamn song. And they both took it as, you know, you didn't do anything, but you'll miss her when she's gone. And that wasn't how I took it. Because, see, grammar and semantics are a beautiful thing. And things don't always mean what you think they mean. And a comma can make all the difference. So when I hear those words, I hear... Though you may not have done anything, will that be a consolation when she's gone? So are you going to be consoled in the fact that you didn't do anything, but you also didn't do anything? I didn't do anything wrong, but you didn't do anything right either. Like you didn't do anything to make it better. You didn't do anything to find out what was wrong. So is that going to make you feel better when she's gone? Yeah, you didn't do anything wrong, but you didn't find out what was wrong either. You didn't tell her, you know, clearly this is how I feel. This is what I want. And that was what she was looking for at the time in, in the song. You know, so that's how that struck me. It's not that you didn't do anything, you know, you didn't transgress. It's that you were apathetic. And you just let shit go. So if you don't affect change in your relationship, if you're not clear... Isn't that your fault, too? Is that not something you're going to regret later when you look back and realize, oh, I could have had all this, but I was lazy or I had too much pride or whatever. And I mean, this is going back to like the first time I ever heard the song, which daddy introduced me to when I was like 10. And I remember it playing and I said that to him and he was we were in the car and he just looked at me. And I was like, what? He said, you're going to be a problem. And I was like, what? He said, you're going to be a problem. I can tell. I was like, what do you mean? He said, I don't want to be around when you're a teenager. I was like, why? Because I was like very upset about it. And he was like, he goes, I'll, I'll never live through your teenage years. There's no way. He's like, and you'll never get married. He was like, no man is making it past that door. I'm telling you right now. I was like, I was like whatever. But I mean, that made me happy because I knew he would look out for me. Unfortunately, he he died when I hit 13. I was like, well, he always said he wouldn't live through my teenage years. He wasn't lying. He was a man of his word. 
I, I don't think any of my life as it happened would have happened the same. There's no way. He, Carlos never would have got his foot in that door. He never would have had an opportunity to speak to me, let alone freaking do what he did to me. You know, at some point, daddy would have figured out what my father did. And that would have been the end of that threat. He might have gone to jail, but, you know, the other one would have been in the ground. So there was that, you know. So, I mean, there were a lot of things that he would have just put a stop to. Because he was that kind of guy. He was decisive. You know, he didn't wait. My mother didn't get a say if he got mad or not. <laughs> you crazy. I was next door and I don't know. We got, I was fighting with the boys next door in Halden. It was Joey and David. And David and I were very good friends. We were the same age. Um, Joey was like two years older than David. Joey is unfortunately deceased now. Um, he continued to live up here when David moved to Texas. And this is just a little side sidecar journey here. Um, I was actually at Wallace. I was out front on my lunch break having a cigarette. And my phone went off with this news alert that there was a big motorcycle accident on Route 3, like five minutes from where I was standing, not even. And I was like, why is it sending me this alert? I never got those kind of alerts, not local. I always get like the, you know, worldwide, whatever. And this one was very local. And I was like, this is weird. And I opened up the thing and it said, you know, says report that there was a collision between a motorcycle and a tractor trailer. The tractor trailer, the, you know, he was, I guess he was like snoozing or whatever. He was falling asleep at the wheel. And he missed the entire big ass motorcycle. I mean, this, and it was just like, okay. And I'm reading and it said, you know, Joseph Frederick of Halden. And I just, like, because I had known him since I was six, you know, his brother was my very first crush, you know, and one of my best friends when I was little, you know, he, he taught me how to be, you know, like a real tomboy. David and Joey taught me how to climb trees and how to jump a fence. And, you know, like they just, they were great. They were bros. You know, it was, I would wander into their house in the middle of a sleepwalk and I would just crawl into just any bed or I'd get on the couch or whatever. And they just cover me up, call my house or come over my house and be like, hi, Ray. She's asleep next door. She was sleepwalking. That's when they had all the locks installed in my house. <laughs> because I'm short and can't reach. So they put them at the top. So once I moved into my own apartment, Amber, this is something you can look forward to. I installed slide locks at the tops of my doors because I can't reach them without getting a stool or a chair or something. So I can do them like I can reach up and do them to like latch them, but not to unlatch them because in my sleep, I'm just, I'm a little off balance or whatever. 
So I just know I can't coordinate to do it. And even if I do, it makes enough noise that the kids are like, oh, she's sleepwalking. Like, <laughs> no. So yeah, I used to like wander over. But anyway, yeah, he died. He died. I, I was, good God. I wasn't ready for it. I mean, it was just like he literally had just died like in a half hour before. And all I could think was, I always said I was going to go home and, you know, visit and whatever. And he's, yeah, 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 yeah. And I never did. Oh, I felt terrible. I felt like shit. I didn't even know, like, his wife. <coughs> I knew of her, but I had never, like, met her face to face. And it was just really sad. But anyway, so he passed away. But when we were younger, we were all really close. And we, I don't know, we were just having a, a crappy day. And he was feeling all, you know, in his big boy feelings and. He was, I don't know, I remember David and I were, were teasing him about something, but it wasn't anything in particular. We were just kind of like laughing and like, ha, 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 and what, what, what? And he got so mad. And I don't remember what he said to hurt my feelings, but he made David upset and he made me cry. And I went home and I was just like, oh, I went right through the door. Now I'm like, if I had to guess, I'd probably be like eight or nine. And I went in that house and I'm all crying. And, and my father, what's the matter? <laughs> Leave me alone. I don't want to talk to anybody. He was, what happened? Why are you crying? Joey was mean to me. And all of a sudden there was just wind because my father was gone. I was like, where'd he go? And my mother was like, oh shit. And she goes running past me. And I'm like, what's, like, what's going on? Because now I'm not crying because now I'm like, where'd he go? I go running out after him and he's already got the kid by the shirt up against the side of the van. And he's just bang, bang, bang. What did you do to my son? <laughs> and like the kid's father, Dave, big Dave came out and his mother, Diane came out and they're all just like, Oh my God, Ray, put him down. And he was like, he made Shelly. He made Michelle because he never called me Shelly. He made Michelle cry. I want to know what you said to break my little girl's heart. And he was just like, what the fuck, man? He was like, I don't, I didn't mean it. He was like, I'm sorry, put me down. And it was just so funny because I'm just sitting there going, who is this man? Because he'd never shown that side of him before. He'd shown the protective side, yeah. But not like the raging, wrathful, I'm the daddy, I'm a kick your ass kind of. Nobody had ever done that for me, ever. And I knew right then and there, I never wanted them to ever do it again because it was terrifying. It was absolutely, I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to tell him when somebody upsets me because I, if, if this is what he's going to do, you know, he's going to get in trouble. He's going to get hurt. I'm going to lose him because somebody's going to take him from me. You know, I was always worried he'd get hurt. Not realizing he, you know, he was built like a brick shit house. He'd fuck you up. But it was just, it was that, that dad rage that you hurt my baby. He didn't give a shit what the insult was. He, Joey could have said, I don't like your shoes. And my father still would have wanted to beat his ass. Because you hurt my baby. I'd never known anything like that, ever. That's why, like, I, I joke around and I say, oh, my mouth will get me into trouble. So, like, you got to be able to, you know, <laughs> you got to be able to deal with that. 
I'm the one that I get, I get in trouble. I don't need anybody to fight my battles for me. The people closest to me know that. So they don't. They don't fight my battles for me. They let me call the shots. They let me do what I need to do for me. Then if it's too much or, you know, I start to get like dog piled, then they're like, yeah, no, now it's my turn. Now it's my turn. Now I got to say something. And I mean, I appreciate that. I respect that. And it does. It means a lot to me. But somehow this has to do with the Riri's. But when it comes to like my exes, I don't really put any stock into what they say or what they think. Right. So Amber, so like moving away from them and being on my own was always so much better for me because nobody hurt me in my own house. But that's a catch-22 because I got so comfortable in it. I actually posted a, a Reba song in my very long playlist on Discord <laughs> called um, When You Learn to Be Lonely. And I, I got to that point where I was just, I was so into like raising my kids and whatever that I was like, oh, I don't, I don't have to be with the dude. I could just, I could just use them for sex. They did it. You know, so other girls, their whole lives. And that's the thing. I knew the girls that they were banging. I didn't care. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. And it was just like, all right. The thing is, when I want you, you better report right back here. Because that was the dynamic. It was the, I want it. Give it to me. Okay, I don't want you. Now you can go play. Like, that was it. And they knew it. I was very upfront about it. It's not like I was malicious it's not like I was, you know, it's not like I, you threw me off, Gary. I'm telling a goddamn story. Did I wear a condom? No, because I don't have a dick. How about that? Um, I had condoms. But as in normal fashion, I'm a hypocrite because I don't have a dick and I didn't wear a condom. Listen, I didn't ask him. Here we go. I didn't ask him to step up and do whatever. All I did was inform him that I was pregnant and ask him what his involvement was likely to be because I needed to know. At this point, I didn't want a man in my house anyway because they did nothing but fuck me up. Him included. Him included. As much as he like didn't like hurt me, he was not the most respectful, but whatever. So, tame. Oh, shame. Bite me. Uh, no, you didn't protect your womb. I didn't protect my womb. From what? Womb raiders? Because, <laughs> I mean, if Angelina Jolie showed up, she could raid my womb anytime she wants. There's room in the womb, okay? I would make room. As far as Eddie, we did it. I was willing, you know, more than willing to handle my my part of the responsibility my my obligations because that's how I went into it what are you talking about I've never been good at the casual sex thing well not since high school she's like four pounds who's like four pounds what the hell are you talking about oh Angelina's <laughs> She she is a stick figure. I know. She used to be like in Gia. She was so hot in Gia. Oh my God. So hot. I liked her in Tomb Raider though. 
when she was in like that silver, the one piece scuba suit. Oh Lord. Or when she wears the the shorts with like the the guns all strapped to her thighs and everything. Oh, she's so hot. <sighs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. The only thing I liked that she said in that whole freaking movie was who's your daddy now? Like that's all she said. I was like, bitch, he's gonna get up and show you who. Like, <laughs> and I I'm here for it. Um, I was so into her. Mm-hmm. Wanted. Bro. Oh yeah. Wanted was a good one. Wanted was a good one. Um, uh, but I mean, I like her in everything she's in. You was listening to the movie. <laughs> I was listening to the movie. Um, do, 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 do. No, you see, it totally derailed me. God damn it, Gary. Some bitch. I've only been here an hour and 20 minutes. It feels like I've been here four days. Not that I don't love being here. I'm very happy to be here, but it feels like I've just been talking and talking and the time is not passing by. So it's just weird. Anyway, the whole thing with with Eddie was... I told him and I said, look, I'm, I'm pregnant. That's it. Like, what do you want your involvement to be? Like, what's your involvement level? His involvement level was take it out, get rid of it. To which I was like, fuck you. Like, (laughs) you, you don't get to tell me to do that. Like, that's, that's where you're at. Hi, Nick's. How are you? Um, If that's where you're at, then you go stay over in that corner over there and you don't fucking talk to me. I'll you want me to raise this kid by myself? Okay. But don't go popping in and popping out and popping in and pop like you make up your mind. Because at some point he's gonna figure out that you didn't step up and do anything. Even when I told him when I said, Oh, you know, I got my ultrasound, it's a boy. He didn't have a son. He only had one child, a daughter. That he barely saw. I was closer to her. No, he's not the one locked up in Volusia County. Eddie is my mother's husband's nephew. Tommy is locked up in Volusia County. And he's the one that has um, first or second degree murder. I forget. It's premeditated murder with um, life without possibility of parole. Which, ah, that's, you know, always fun. Better him there than here. Okay. But no, Eddie didn't want to have anything to do with the baby. So I was like, all right. And I tried over and over and over. I was like, you know, I don't want child support from you. I just want you to know your kid. Because he and I were friends. I never expected it from him. Because we had always been so close. And we never let any kind of like relationship shit get between our friendship. You know, we were friends first and foremost. And then he went and turned around and did this shit. And it was like, did, did you just deny your own kid? And then he didn't, you know, he didn't sign the birth certificate. That pissed me off. Okay, whatever. Guess what? You don't sign it. You got no parental rights, Bubba. Because you're not on record as being the father. Good luck with that. Um, gotcha. Was just curious because that shit big response to your question. Oh, no, that, that's typical of the guys up here. They're like, mm, I, we don't even know if it's mine. Take it out. Let's see. You're the only dude I had sex with once for less than three minutes in an entire 12-month period. 
Yeah, trust me, it's yours. Unless I was freezing somebody else's shit and decided to like pop it in the same day. No. Like I could tell you the minute I freaking conceived that baby. Like, don't even. But it's like, whatever. He was a man whore, so he wanted to project that shit on me. Like, go ahead. Whatever. Uh, 420 here just saying, you know, it's funny. It's that I don't, I don't smoke during the day anymore. I don't smoke weed during the day anymore. I smoke it at night sometimes when I have it. Like, I just recently got it. But I went, like, two weeks with nothing. And it was just, it was fine, but I still wasn't sleeping. And I'm still not. I'll light a cigarette, though, to smoke with you. Chronic tardiness. There's always chronic tardiness around here. Um, yeah, but I mean, he's he's going to have to pay for that later. He's going to have to answer his own kid for that. I I never... I never had a moment's doubt when I found out I was pregnant. Not with any of them. Because something always told me that was what I was supposed to be. I was supposed to bring all these little humans into the world. I was supposed to take care of them. That's what I was good at. I just wasn't good at picking, you know, my partner. Which, if you look at my past, is it really, you know, a shock? (laughs) Is it really... I didn't have a whole lot of information to go on. Uh, it's night and half the planet. All I hear is excuses. Okay. Oh, for the weed. <laughs> yeah, no, because then I'm really going to fall asleep and then Gary's going to kick my ass. And you don't have to go back to lurking, Gary. It's fine. Um, you just derailed me. It's all right. Th- thankfully, I have shit written down. I can go back kind of easy enough. It's the tangent in the tangent in the tangent that I lost. It'll come back. Amber said, I'm too paranoid yet to smoke during the day because I won't smoke inside. Mm. Yeah, I got over that. I got over that quickly. Anyway, so that whole shit with Eddie pissed me off. So I was like, all right, he's not doing this. He's not doing that. Yeah, he didn't want to be on the birth certificate. Fine. He showed up. Two days after I had the baby to see him. And then when he was leaving with my mother and his mother, he said to his mother, I don't think he looks like me. You don't think he looks like me, right? And my mother was like, what'd you just say? Okay. He got off the elevator. He was like, Marion, you coming? She was like, no, I'm going right the fuck back upstairs to tell my what you just said. Because I was pissed. I was so pissed when she came up and told me. I was like, he said, what? Hold this, baby. No, no. She was like, no, no. You have stitches. You have staples. Sit the fuck down. I, C-section scar or not, I was about to fuck him up. And then he didn't show up for another seven, I want to say seven months because Connor was crawling. And Connor had this weird thing where he only used one leg when he crawled because he figured out that it takes too much energy if you go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with both legs. So if you use the toes of one leg to propel you forward and then push real hard with the one knee, you can get yourself four times further with half the friggin' effort and nobody can catch you. 
That was his main motivation. No one can catch you. And so that's the way he used to, to curl across the thing because he was just, it was like, oh God, it was like possessed baby. He would just take off. And Eddie was here and saw that. And he went into the elevator again with my mother. And he said to her, he goes, so what's wrong with his leg? Is he going to be crippled like Eddie? And my mother's like, I don't think you should talk to Michelle about any of that. And she's like, I'm not going to tell her because she'll go to jail. And she was right, because I would have killed him had she told me at the time. How dare you? How dare you? You have no kid, no clue what this kid can do because you're not interested. And now you're like, oh, is he going to be crippled like Katie? <laughs> I had a lot of words for him that would not make me popular with a lot of people. If it was derogatory, I spewed it because I was mad. No, he was not crippled like Katie. He was just different. He just crawled a different way and he was more efficient at it. So fuck him. Uh, breathe, breathe. Anyway, he just wasn't around. So I was like, all right. So yeah, I, I, I think of him as Riri, much like Mikel. And the only reason that I ever went and did anything back with them was because that was the only way for them to come around their kids. They would not spend any time with their kids unless I was part of the deal. And so I did it. I did the fawning thing. I did the, oh, yeah, oh, I cooked your favorite meal. Oh, yeah, I made you something to go. Sure, we could go take a quote-unquote nap, you know, in the middle of the day. It's like, whatever. But at night, they had to go. I didn't want them here. I was like, no, you go. They thought, oh, great. She's making me leave. You know, it's like, she doesn't want me to stay. This is fantastic. Meanwhile, I'm just like, get out, get out, get out. Because I'm just like, I just didn't want them in my home anymore. And again, this all goes back to the lonely thing for Amber. When you get used to being by yourself, telling somebody to go fuck themselves is nothing. You start to say, you know what? I don't need this shit. Mm -mm. That's a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. And while it's good to stand up for yourself and have standards and boundaries, it gets really easy to just start crossing everybody off that list. No matter what they do. Oh, he breathed wrong. Not off the list. Oh, he stepped wrong off the list. Oh, he mixed a plaid and whatever off the list. Like he's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. Don't do that. Don't do what I did. Don't isolate yourself so much to the point where all the sex is emotionless. So you don't feel anything. That it means nothing. And don't get yourself to like that, that song. When you learn to accept the silence of an empty room, it's really difficult to let somebody else in your space. I've had many, many offers, many offers. And I just, mm -mm, nope. You, you weren't enough for me. And you're going to get to that point. It's better to know for yourself what you want from the gate. 
Figure that out first. Don't figure out what you don't want. Figure out what you want. And then figure out what you're willing to, you know, like compromise on and figure out your hard limits. And then the next time you go into a relationship, don't go into it thinking this is just going to be the same bullshit as before. I'm just going to waste my time. I'm better off by myself. You're not. Because it changes you as a person. It really does. You get, you get meaner. You get colder. Most of the time. Most, I'm not saying for everybody, but most of the time. And you get, you get soul sick. That's what I said. I said I got soul sick because I cut myself off from feeling any love from anybody. Because if they weren't given to me, that was the perfect excuse for me not to love them back. So I didn't love them. I liked them. I loved them as friends. But there was never any kind of attachment for me. I can be close as could be with somebody and not have any attachment at all. I could look at them, look them straight in the face and go, mm-hmm. I'm done. Bye. And just walk away. Nice as could be, smile on my face, wish you well. And I'm gone. And I don't look back. I burn the bridge. I slam the door. I friggin' salt the earth. That's it. You're done in my life. Now, if you want to go around behind my back and play pity games, you know, like, whatever. Do, do you. I don't care. Because you're irrelevant to me now. You're dead to me. Any goodness that I saw in you, that's, that's gone. It takes a lot for me to get there, but I do get there. It was a lot easier when I just didn't care about anybody. I could walk away from you in the blink of an eye. Nothing twice about it. It was horrible. It was a horrible way to live. But there was no change in it because I got comfortable in it. 20 years of just making my own decisions, doing my own thing. I sat here one day going, what, what would happen if I like, if I actually let another adult into my world? How, how would that work? You know, because I walk around, I do what I want. If I want to do my hair that day, I do it. If I want to wear makeup, I wear makeup. If I don't, I don't. You know, if I want to play the same song over and over and over, one day I was in this dance monkey mood and I must have played that song out loud about 40 times in a row to where my son came out of the room and was like, I swear to God, if you play it one more time, I was like, you don't like it, put headphones on my house, bitch. Like, no, I pay for everything. I'm playing that song as much as I fucking want to. You don't like it. It's too bad. I've had people telling me what to do all my life. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I embraced that fully. I did whatever I wanted to do. As many bad decisions as I wanted to make. Because who was paying for them? I was. And then you get to some point in your life where you're like, I, I have all this room for fun and this and that. I forgot to leave room for somebody else. To share that fun, to share the good times and the bad times and, you know, the ups and downs. I, I didn't have that. I didn't have the ability anymore. And I didn't have the desire to step out of my comfort zone. I was comfortable being alone. And having no feelings. It's a slippery slope. Do me a favor. Stay with your music. Go see a chick flick. 
if you have the opportunity to cry over something, fucking cry over it. Don't let yourself turn cold. Because for a long time, I was dead inside. I still, to this, to this day, I won't watch a chick click. I can't. Once they get to that whole, you know, everything's going to work out part, I just... Mm -mm. They could break up a thousand times on the camera. It does not bother me at all. It's when they get back together at the end and it's all happily ever after that I cry because that's the part that's bullshit. That's the part where you're like, it don't happen like that. It has never happened like that and it will never happen like that. I don't, even the people who say it happened like that to them are fucking lying. They're looking at it through a Disney goddamn lens. Oh, it's happily ever after. Uh-huh. Sure. Whatever. My ability to believe in any kind of happy ending was gone. Absolutely gone. At some point, you have to... You have to say, okay, enough is enough. I'm cold enough. I'm too cold. I need to take a risk. You might want to be by yourself for a year, two years. You know, maybe get a pet, start a new hobby, you know, get some plans, but don't do anything that's going to consume every day for years because that time you don't get that back. Guys don't get it. And girls don't get it until they run out of time. You are on the clock, girl. Whether you want to have more kids or not, you get to that point where you're like, it's different when you don't want anymore than when you can't have anymore. Because that made me mad. How dare my body give up on me? The nerve. I supported you my whole fucking life. Like you couldn't be there when I needed you the most. Bulk up, bitch. Like let's let's you know get strong again. Whatever. I want to be able to you know kick a fucking door down like I used to. I can't do that now. I can barely. Anyway, I'm just saying don't. Don't be afraid to be by yourself. Be proud. Revel in it. Enjoy it. Make some really fantastic memories. And then get back down to business. You, know, you don't have to go looking for love. Just be open to let love find you. And I mean that. You don't have to look for it. Trust me when I tell you. And I didn't think it was true either. Whether you want it to find you or not, when the time comes, it will smack you in the face like the bitch that you are. And you'll go, thank you, and go right along with it. And fear won't have shit to do with it. And you're just going to be like, I wasted all those years. <laughs> trust me. Just trust me. And in the meantime, you, you have Discord. You know, you have my email. If you want, I'll send you my, my phone number and you can text me with whatever. You're not alone. Don't don't do it where you think, oh, nobody wants to hear my problems or nobody wants to help me out or nobody, you know, everybody's got problems. They don't have to deal with mine. You ever think that people who have a lot of problems often find it easier to listen to other people's problems because they know how to solve theirs. 
they're not so good at solving their own. So it's like, all right, good. You have a problem? Awesome. Distract me. Let's go. Because maybe in your problem, I can see something similar to mine and do the processing that way. Because me being in the middle of it ain't working. Uh, Amber, I have plenty of standards and boundaries. It took three years for my ex-boyfriend to be allowed to enter my apartment, but I still had him to lean on and everything. Yeah, no, I mean, I know you put him through, like, you know, the tests. Uh, Gary said my mother went through same-ish, the same shit. Yeah. You just, you, you turn yourself off. Um, you had him to lean on, but now you're all, you're by yourself. Don't, what I'm saying is just don't get, don't get caught up in the I don't need anybody for anything. You're going to feel like that at some point. You're even going to say the words, trust me. And once you say, it, you're like, I don't really mean that, but now I'm going to say it because it's empowering and it feels good. And maybe you need that personal boost in that moment. And that's fine. Use whatever tools you have at your disposal, whatever ammo you have in your arsenal that will pump you up and make you able to get through the day and the situation and whatever. Use it and then let it the fuck go. Because you can't stay in one place. She said, I, I, if I keep, if I just keep telling myself things I say to everyone else, maybe someday I'll listen. Girl, <coughs> look who you're talking to. I can get on here and solve every goddamn one of your problems in probably two hours or less. Mine? <laughs> no, let's just lose sleep every fucking night so we have no brains left. Awesome. Um, I've been there and had some that you was in that place when I met it. You was in that place when I met. I'm not entirely sure what that sentence means, but I mean, yeah, you've been there and you've done that and whatever. The thing is, I worry that every time a relationship doesn't pan out for you, that I don't need any one place. Yeah. Um, I just worry that you're going to make it harder and harder for them to reach you. Because, you know, it's scary to let anybody near you when you're vulnerable. And it's scary to think that you're growing as a person. You think you're growing with this person. And then suddenly you're not appreciated for who you've become. But you're more resented for not being who you are. And I get that. I've been told that many times. You weren't like this when I met you. No, but when you met me, I was fucked up in the head. So do we really want to revisit that crazy bitch? Like, I might be a lot to handle now, and I might have a lot of opinions, but at least I'm not walking around just stabbing random people. Because that's where that was headed. I'm telling you, that's where that was headed. You know, I don't... I love to say I don't need people. I would love to say that. I know it's not true. I used to think it was true. <laughs> and then a whole bunch of you fuckers went and proved me wrong. So I blame you all. All of you. I blame you all. Uh, Nick's last week got invited, got invited in the office, which meant 
Travel 500 miles to the closest vacate, the closest location at my own expense. 15 hours by train. One direction. We got laid off entire teams. A joke. My life right now. Stop. That's the joke you were going to tell me. No, 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 no. Sorry, Amber. I know it's not funny, but too tired to even exist right now. Oh, Nick's. Jesus. That's fucked up. They made you go 500 miles at, on your dime to them. Waste your time, your money, your patience. Laid off your entire team. And that's where they left you at. Just like, oh, yeah, by the way, we had to do this in person. See, that's the shit I would have been like. That could have been an email. Because this just makes me want to set the whole like building on fire. Oh. Amber L said, I would laugh, but that would come off as insensitive. No, I mean, sometimes shit like that, you look back and you're just like, in the moment you don't laugh, but then you look back and you're like, <laughs> those fuckers. Like, <laughs> like they had an insult to injury. What the hell? Yeah, no, I hope they all get dysentery. Where's the white rabbit? She's good at wishing dysentery on people. Yeah, no, I wish a pox on them of dysentery and pubic lice. There we go. They can all get pubic lice. Unwaxable pubic hair. Like they wax and you feel the wax pull everything off and it's all still there. That's what I want. I want them to have that magic pubic hair so that keeps them magic pubic lice while they're getting that magic dysentery. It'll be magical. It'll be covered in shit and worth absolutely nothing and painful to even look at and feel and go through. Much like other unicorns that I know. Hmm. Anyway, funny. They used to love unicorns. Daddy used to buy me everything with unicorns on it. You know what's funny about unicorns? They're not real. They're not real. They're fake. They're fake. They like to appear being all, oh, look at me, all magical and glitzy and glamoury. And then you just get right down to it. It's just a fucking horse with a horn through its forehead. It's deformed. It's a malignancy. It's crap. So yes, yeah, so I've changed my opinion. I just go with a regular ordinary horse. Or you know, a guy that's hung like one. So anyway. So yeah, my question was, and uh, Nix, I am very, very sorry about your job. I unfortunately yours is not. It's not even the first I've heard this week. And it's just like, what is going on in this world? I hope you line something up really quick. Because. God, it sucks to be out of work. It really does. I mean, I, I was able to go on disability, but. I would much prefer to have stayed working. Maybe not where I was, but. No, I would have preferred to work. I always prefer to work. I've been doing it since I'm not. God, my first income tax that I ever had to like file, I was 16. My, my aunt insisted, and I still have it, by the way, in the closet. Because when you own a family business, you get paranoid about financial papers. And you just keep them forever. Forever. We did not get rid of the Hoboken, like of, of the Hoboken, of the gas station files until well after my grandmother passed away. The building was, the 
business was already taken apart and dismantled, whatever. It wasn't even in like my name, and I still kept most of the freaking receipts because I was just worried. We kept them in my aunt's house. Uh, I passed three offers last month, if that helps you three. Oh, my God. Well, let's hope they come back around with, like, you know, extras. Maybe that's the point. You know, maybe that was it. Maybe you had to be let go from one to move on to a better opportunity. I don't think anything just happens randomly. I really don't. I think things happen for a reason. It leads us certain places that we need to be. You know, maybe you need to experience that. Maybe I needed to fuck up half my life to appreciate the other half. I don't know. But I'm not willing to go through it, you know, pessimistic. Uh, I'm laughing with love, Nick's. Fuck them all. That's right. Lady Awesome. It's a time for transformative transitioning. Cycles are coming to an end. And if you put up a, an end, if you put up clear boundaries. I'm really bad at boundaries. Really bad. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm better than I think I am, but I don't think so. Because pretty much my boundaries move around like those, you know. Like a liberal goalpost. It's just there everywhere. My standards for other people dealing with other people are very strict. When it comes to the shit that I'm willing to take, it's movable. Uh, doors have to close to make you go through a different door. I mean, I believe that's true. I do believe that's true. But you also don't always have to have a door. You can climb through a window. Whatever. just to, It's just a different perspective. You just want something a little different. But that still has roots, you know, to where you are in life. I don't like starting things like that I know nothing about. I like to, you know, put my toe in the water before I jump head first in. And I mean, Amber, you, you're so good at so many different things. You have so many friends. You're going to be fine, honey. This time to be on your own. <laughs> you're going to be scared sometimes. Oh, Lord. You're going to be like, oh, my God. What if something happens? And what Don't let the what ifs drown you. Okay. We had this discussion. It was a whole show. What ifs will kick your ass every single time if you let them. So don't let them. Don't let the what if in. And say, oh, but what if I looked like this? Or what if I acted like that? Or what if I didn't say this? Or what if I did say that? Or what if I, you know, did this for him? Or what if he did that for me? Or what if I said that I want this? If you do that, you're just you're just wasting time just with theories. Theories do nothing. They're just thoughts. Okay, if well, what if I do that? I don't know. What if you do that? How about you go do it and we find out? One of the lines from that song that I was talking about, what if? They were talking about, you know, uh, what if the sky falls? What if the world stops turning? We could worry about that whole thing um, till the world stops turning. Or I can kiss you. What if you liked it? Well, we ain't never going to know unless we try it. And that's the thing. Like, you're not going to know. You just got to get out and do it. What ifs are meant to keep you stuck in place. They're meant to make you conflicted and confused. And scared. Two little itty bitty words. And they could fuck your whole day up. 
that's how people love i i use it i do i use it as a as a weapon because like you know you should you should blah, 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 and then you should and i'm like oh i should have done all that what if you'd have done it what if you'd have opened your mouth and said something at the time when it was bothering you rather than let it fester to the point where i could no longer overcome it how about that what if that would have happened it's funny, when you turn it back on them, they shut right the fuck up. Don't let the what-ifs hold you back. Don't, don't be alone. You know, you have all of us out here. We're here to talk, we're here to laugh, we're here to listen. Anytime. Anytime at all. Uh, well, I love through my toilet tank bursting in the middle of the night and flooding my apartment by myself. I've got this. Oh, girl, that, that's a time-honored tradition. Something has to go wrong with the toilet at some point when you live by yourself and you're standing there at 3 a.m. going, I just want to pee. Like, that's, that's all you want. You just, you just want to pee. You've never felt the need to pee this much in your life because your toilet is broken and you have water everywhere and now you're standing in cold water, so now you have to pee extra. And it's just like, really? Like, you just don't know what to do. You start ruining towels. Do me a favor. You want to be ahead of the game? Get yourself a nice little $40 wet-dry shop vac and just tuck it away somewhere. It is amazing when you have floods. Oh, my goodness. And trust me, this is not going to be your first one. It's not going to be your last one. It's your first one, but not your last. Trust me when I tell you the worst thing besides fire and get yourself some fire extinguishers is water so damaging so hard to control so hard to clean up depending on how much there is get yourself a wet vac not just like the steamer ones fuck that get the shop kind like the little tank kind that has the tube on the top so you don't like you know kill yourself trying to like get the stuff up trust me you'll you won't regret it it'll be one thing that you'll Take from house to house when as you move through life. Uh, I just, I didn't even need to pee. <laughs> I woke up at 2 a.m. and thought it was my coffee pot. And then I realized it was 2 a.m. Mm. Um, being stuck in place is exactly why I needed to leave that situation. I don't do stagnation. I don't either. I never did. I never did. Even when I got rid of my car, you can never keep me in one spot. I just made sure I had friends with cars that like to adventure. I don't need expensive vacations. They don't impress me. They really don't. You want to impress me? Get in the car. Let's just drive. You tell me, okay, we're driving. You have get five days with clothes. Pack us some lunches. And close your eyes because I'm not telling you where we're going. Okay. Worked for me. That would be my ideal vacation, just to drive around and stop and meet people and go to different, like, you know, animal preserves and all that kind of stuff. See wacky things. I want to see the biggest bowl of yarn or fucking twine or whatever the fuck you call it. I want to see all that stuff. 
Because it's fun. I don't want to live a serious, serious life. I do enough serious shit on here and with my kids, you know, with my friends. It's always serious. It's so, oh. And there's a time and place and I can handle it, but then I need to have fun. I need to get out and cut up and just do silly shit and, I don't know, visit like 12 farmer's markets in a day. And get like only apples here and like only cider here and pick up a donut here. Just one little thing from each because I feel like I'm, you know, I'm helping out each one of them. But it's fun going to see what they have. But you don't go crazy at one. You just, you know, sample. That's the kind of stuff I like. You know, I want. I want somebody to just show up and be like, come on, we're going to the beach. One o'clock in the morning. Mm hmm. Go for a walk. Okay. So I'd be like, oh, I'm picking you up Saturday. We're going fishing. Okay. That's what I used to have here. You know, that's what we did. And then I just, you know, that whole thing happened. And I lost the ability to just be spontaneous like that. I started getting afraid to go outside. People scared me. Everybody around me was aggressive. That's why I need to get out of this town. You think I'm aggressive? No. They scare me. Just the malevolent feeling of the town. Everybody's pissed. And I'm like, but why? Because I'm not mad. I'm more scared. But they're just, they're not pleasant to be around. And it's very, very toxic. They don't have to be in my life for me to feel that energy just coming off them and fucking huge blasts to the point where if I talk to somebody outside of my house, I'm completely drained in like 10 minutes because they just suck the life right out of me. Or I'm just exhausted from combating them. Their constant attack, 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 attack. And it's just like, all right, I, I can't, I can't deal with you. Like I, <laughs> I cannot deal with you. Um, the thing with the whole not needing to pee. The worst sound in the world is my daughter flushing a toilet and then going, oh, God. Oh, no. And then <laughs> you are guaranteed. I am wide the fuck awake. So it's just like, oh, my God. What? 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 Turn it up. How many times did you flush it? It won't go down. Flushing it again and again and again is not going to help it. It's going to overflow it. And now I got to reach behind and turn off the goddamn water. And I got to get a bucket and like shove the bucket in the toilet and throw that shit into the, you know, tub. And it's, oh, it's so much. But yeah, she, we went through a whole like year where she did that every night. She clogged the toilet every fucking night because it wasn't the right kind of toilet for her. And I kept telling them that. And eventually I was like, you know what? Two can play at this game. I would wait till two o'clock in the morning. I would wake myself up. She always clogged the toilet, so I knew it was going to be clogged by the time I went in there. And I would just go in there and go, oh, yeah, it's clogged. Call emergency. Emergency maintenance. I need you to come up and snake it. Why? Right now. Well, I'm sleeping. I don't care. I have a handicapped daughter who needs the one toilet we have in this apartment. So you'll come do it now. I did that every night for months. And then one day they just showed up with this huge toilet and i was like what is this it's a handicapped toilet we ordered it three months ago it was on back order and, and they installed it one two three and they were like 
you should not have any overflow problems at all. Because <laughs> you flush that thing and it's like an airplane went off in your freaking bathroom. It's like, whoosh! It's like, okay. But like I said, you could flush a ham down that bitch and it's, you're fine. You gotta do what you gotta do. You find ways to deal with people. You know, my kitchen light is starting to flicker in and out. Well, this is like the fourth one this year. And they won't listen to me when I say it's the outlet. So I might have to get creative. Because if they're just going to keep replacing light bulbs, well, then something bigger has to happen to that light fixture, doesn't it? Because they're not listening to me. It's like, I've only lived here 20 years. You know, it's been there longer than me. Lady said, Nix, pardon me. I feel the need to tell you, use the experience as a starting point on what boundaries you set for future employment and the job that is better for you will find you. Very nice, lady. What's meant for you will never pass you by, sending you positive energy. See, this is why she's amazing. I love her. Uh, thank you, lady, for saying that to him. Much, much more articulately than I could. <laughs> Because now I'm stuck in the noodle soup. It's just, it's all over the place. It's just ramen noodle time. Uh, okay, I have to focus on work now. I love you so much. Shelly, thank you for turning my morning around. Honey, I didn't turn shit around. You're just, you wanted your, your mood turned around. And I'm glad that you took us along on the ride. You did that. Um, <laughs> Ambrell, may your work day be productive. Nah. See, she wants you to be productive. Don't be productive. Nah. Nah. Be a little mischievous. Take like 10 minutes out of your day where you do nothing but just think of funny shit. That's all. Just think of funny shit and laugh to yourself. Let them see you're crazy. And if you're by yourself, even better. I love to do the maniacal laugh because when it comes out, it's genuine. I only laugh like that when you're so stupid that I can't help but laugh right in your face. When somebody, you know, they see patterns. Oh, I see patterns. I see patterns. I see unicorns. I see butterflies. I see rainbows. I see all sorts of stuff. I see dead people. <laughs> Too bad you're not one of them. Not you. But, I mean, it's just like one of my quips. But that does not help me. Do I call Miguel? I mean, weigh in on this, guys. Do I call Miguel and tell him off? Because she's very hurt that he reached out to her after years of not talking to her to tell her that he was getting divorced. And, oh, I realized so many things that I've done in the past weren't good and I wasn't the man I should be. And, blah, blah, blah. and he went on and on and on about how much he's changed and how wonderful he is now. And he got her hopes all up and he finished that conversation with. So you. Your mother, do you have her phone number? Can you give me your phone number? Because, you know, I don't have it because I think she blocked me. And that told her all she needed to know. But she still, she gave him a shot. I told her, give him a chance. You know, that's me. Give him a chance. Give him another chance to hurt you. That's basically what I was telling her. Give him another chance to fuck you over. And she did. And now she's like, okay, he doesn't want to have a relationship with me. I've tried talking to him. All he talks about is you. 
I gave him your number. He calls you every day. I don't pick up the phone, by the way, but he calls me every day. He texts me several times a day. I don't respond. Because I'm not engaging with that. I don't want that. I was very clear about that. I don't want you. I said, I'm going to, you're going to get me to where I'm going to hurt your feelings. This is why people, she's such a bitch, but you pushed me to this point. If I tell you, I'm not mad at you, but I'm not interested. Just take that at face value. I'm not mad at you. I don't give a fuck. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You don't matter to me. Go live a happy life. Leave me alone. But no, now he's, you know, he hurt her feelings. And I get that. I tried to keep that from her her whole life. For her to turn around and be like, you know what? I'm going to try this last time. And it won't be her last time. It's just the most current last time to have a relationship with him. She's amazing. She's a great kid. He doesn't want it. He wants a relationship with the woman he knows nothing about because he don't know me from Adam anymore. I'm a completely different person. And the sad part is he makes me comfortable slipping into that old persona. That super mean bitch person. Because y'all, if you think I'm mean, have a conversation with Miguel. I'd make him cry just to make him cry. Because I was angry and pregnant and hormone filled and hungry and rejected and just, I was just mad at the world. And he was not stepping up doing what he was supposed to do. Even after Katie was born, he did not step up. He wouldn't change not one diaper, not one. That's a female's job. Then you're about to become female real quick and help out up in this bitch. Turns out you don't have to cut somebody's dick off to turn them into a female. You can just introduce them to Miguel and he'll teach them. He knows exactly how to flip that switch from man to the little bitch. I have no respect for a man who says, I, I can't touch her diaper. She's a girl. What? She's a girl. It would be wrong. Why would it be wrong? It's your kid. No, because, you know, oh, no, it's all that. If that's rattling around in your brain that there's a problem there, then I have a bigger problem than I thought. That's what I have on my hands. If you're worried that that's going to somehow push you in some direction or like somebody's going to think that, why would your mind go there? Why? So you're telling me if you, if I dropped dead in childbirth and you had this child all by yourself, she was going to what? Learn to change herself at a day old? Or were you just going to hand her over to some female and go, here, raise her? That's probably what he would have done, to be honest. He would have been like, here, just raise her and I'll just send you money. Even though he didn't, you know, want to send money and he didn't. I just want to know if I should call him. Because I'm torn on it. I'm very conflicted. I want to call him and ream him a new asshole. I want to hurt him the way he hurt her. When my little girl's holding back tears, when she's talking,
what was a you problem is now my problem, which makes it a lot bigger for you. So do I call him and just go full on demon lady? Or do I just ignore it and let her do whatever she wants? I told her it's up to her. I said, I don't recommend it because you might regret it later. You know, he can easily turn that around and be like, well, you know, we would have had a relationship, but you blocked me and you told me you didn't want to talk to me and you unfriended me. Because if she unfriends him and he sees it, he's going to get so butthurt for the love of Christ. I can't get comfortable, guys. Sorry. I have a cut on my leg that's kind of <laughs> keeps getting in my way. And I keep like hitting it against the side of the desk and it sends a spike of pain through. And I'm just like, oh. So if you hear my voice hit an unnatural pitch, I hit my leg. <laughs> that's what happened earlier. I was saying something and all of a sudden my voice went, and it was like, whoa, okay, but it hurt. So there you go. Today, I'm just a rambling rose. It's an R day, rambling rose. See, I can't stop now. Oh my God. Anyway, so think about it. Leave me a comment. Leave me a, anything weighing in on what you think I can do. Do I have other options? Other than to call or ignore? Is there some in between? I can't coach her on what to say. Because one, that's not fair. And two, she wouldn't remember it anyway. I don't know. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. I very rarely ask you guys to give me direct advice. And this time I'm asking for direct goddamn advice. Doesn't mean I'm going to take it. It just means I need I, I need feedback on it because there's just not enough for me to process because I'm too angry about it. You know, you hurt my kid and all I want to do is I want to take you out. I just want to remove the threat. I want to remove the problem. And I can't I can't see that being the best option here. Because what I want and what I should do are very different. Lydia also said, in my opinion, no contact is the best medicine. And I've been trying that. I've been doing that. When he calls, I ignore it. You know, when he texts, I ignore that. I have him blocked on like all the social media things. So he can't get through to me. But it's like I'm always afraid to not have that one, that one way in in case something happens. Because if something happens to him, I want her to know. You know, I don't know. It's weird. I just, I feel weird cutting that last tie. Maybe because he's pathetic. And I, I still feel a little bit of that pity. I mean, basically, that's how he got me to begin with. I felt sorry for him. We were just hanging out because my friend wanted to hook up with his friend. And I was like, okay. And then he was doing all these things to like impress me and whatever. And I was just laughing at him going, does he not remember how long I've known him? You ain't impressive, dude. Like, <laughs> you're just not. But yeah, I felt bad and I was bored and had nothing to do. So I did Miguel. The fuck, I was 19 at the time. When that started. Ah, uh, he said, cut it. I know. 
I know, lady. It's just so hard to cut ties like that. They go back so freaking far. I'm going to have to cut the ties on my side and just leave it up to her what she wants to do and just support her, I guess. Because maybe this is not my battle. You know you need to cut it. You answered yourself. Yeah, but it's like, how do I not protect her? I feel like I'm stepping back and leaving her, like, vulnerable. And that's not something I do with Katie. You know, Katie thinks that I'm the, I'm the hardest thing that she's ever going to come across in this world. And it's like, girl, you have no idea what I'm standing between. You know, I'm here taking the hits for you. Gary, sorry for taking you off topic, but sometimes it sucks being empathic. I literally began talking like you. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Um, and that's fine. Like I said, you guys are willing to talk in here. I'm willing to listen. It's all welcome. I love it. I do. I thrive on it. Because I'll go back in the in my mind in the conversation later and I'll just you know keep chewing on it and chewing on it until it, I get to a point where it's a little of this, little of that, and then I can I can reason it out in my head and then nobody can shake me in my decision. But I have to see it from like every every angle before I get there. I can't just make a rash decision. That's the way I wind up making bad ones. So I was like, Ugh. I don't know. It's, and part of me is just like, do you even want to have to deal with him? Because he's, I'm afraid he'll see that as encouragement. Like, oh, she doesn't really mean it. Because, I mean, that's the way they think. When I say, uh, I don't like you. I don't like you as a person. I don't like you as an individual. I don't like the fact that you're still breathing. They're like, oh, she's funny. No, I'm telling you the truth. Gary said, it's a good thing, though. Um, but I got to finish up today's show. See you later. All right. Have a good. So funny. Lady Awesome. Have a good show. Uh, Lady Awesome said you have to pull back and allow a relationship to develop that doesn't have you in it. It's not easy. However, you can do it. That's the thing. I'm always afraid that he's not going to because he won't. He won't. He's not interested. She's 28 years old. He's never been interested in a relationship with her. And I don't understand it because she's so goddamn happy and sweet and loving. And, you know, I want to punch him over and over and over in the face. Go, why are you so unappreciative of what you have? There are people out there who would die to have a kid like Katie. Shelly, you do know you're in the show, correct? Yeah, it's, just tell me what time. All you got to do is send me the link. You don't even have to tell me what we're talking about. I'll just show up. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's fine. It's just, yeah, just tell me what time. Because, again, I haven't slept. So time is a construct unbeknownst to me today. Give me the numbers. 12 noon and cent. Thank you. You're sure it's 12 noon my time or 12 noon your time? This lunch bites. That's what we're calling it, guys, for now. Everything is always subject to change. You know that. But we're calling it Lunch Bites, the thing with me and Gary. It's supposed to be fun. So far, it's been a lot of fun. We have a good conversation. Eastern. Okay, cool. 
So in two hours, less than two hours, guys, I will be heading over to the Gary Lamb Network to have Lunch Bites, where we take big issues and break them down into teeny bite-sized pieces that are easy to digest, easy to deconstruct, or easy to prove. So it's mostly just me and him talking about a bunch of shit that nobody wants to voice their opinions on. And we're just too goddamn obstinate and, you know, look at me, my balls are bigger to not say it. So that's what it comes down to. It's like, okay, you got something you don't want to talk about because you're a chicken shit. We'll talk about it. Let's go. That's all. Let's go. All right. So cut off ties with Miguel. Let Katie make her decisions. I got to chew on it, but I mean, that's, that's where I was headed. I just kind of needed a, you know, add a girl. He said, that's more like it. I mean, that's what we do. Uh, lady said, that is not your responsibility anymore. You don't have control over theirs other than their actions. Set yourself free, Shelly. Cut it free of guilt, free of blame, free of questioning. Girl, I ain't never going to be free of questioning. <laughs> I may go a little lighter on the guilt and blame because now I understand that there's always many, many sides to every situation and everybody carries some guilt and some blame. And if they don't, they're, they're ridiculous. Uh, she said, you don't have to carry that burden. I'm just wondering if I have... Because I'm good enough? Fuck me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Come on, get it out of your system. Let's go. I have a ghost. Here we go. <laughs> Would you just do it? You and your judgy little avatar sitting backstage staring at me going, no, you do it. No, I'm not doing it. You do it. You know it's one of Lady Autumn's favorite ones. Uh, so she said, you don't have to carry that burden. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. And welcome to Lunch Bites. No, that's, <laughs> that is not our intro for Lunch Bites. Thank you, winning, and he disappeared. It's like a fucking. <sighs> All right, moving on. Responsibility and reciprocity, because today is our day. So I said, I wrote down, I do a lot. I do a lot to please people, to make them laugh, make them comfortable, make them feel better. I give love and I care, but in return, I often get like put off to the side or minimized to some gimmicky thing that people think I am because that's how they think of me, even though they know me better than that. Um, and it makes me R retreat. It makes me retreat. And I become, here's my three big R's. They're just not at the beginning. I'm irrational, unreasonable, and then I'm unreachable. If those three things happen, you don't have a shot in hell of staying in my life. Nope. One or two, maybe. But the trifecta? 
if I can no longer be rational around you, if I can no longer be reasonable around you, and I'm no longer reachable, you done fucked up. You're done. I don't stay in places, in relationships long enough anymore to get hurt the way I did before. The ones that I'm in aren't going to hurt me like that. But the ones that I'm unsure about, if I see that shit coming down the road, I'll just say, yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not beat for it. I know what's coming down that pike and that's not for me. Mm-mm, I pass. Uh, and then we get to reactive, which always fun. That's Gary's forte. That's where uh, he, I said, yes, I have triggers and my radar picks up on all sorts of things. And that's where I go all instinctual. And that's where Gary likes to get me. He likes to push me to that point where I'm no longer worried about what other people are thinking about what I'm saying. I don't give a shit if you're judging what I'm saying. <laughs> and I really don't care if you like what I'm saying. I'm going to say what I need to say because it's my perspective. And he gets me to that point where I just don't give a fuck. I just let it fly. Very dangerous, Gary. Very dangerous. But fun. It could be fun. You just have to know how to, you know, you have to know how to put the brakes on before I hit the wall. Because if I hit that wall, don't forget, you're in my passenger seat. You coming with me. I'm not going to crash that car by myself. It's just not going to happen. Um, there's a lot of R's. One of my biggest that I'm really I've I've made a promise to myself that I won't do is to run. You know, it's always fight or flight. I didn't have any fight left for the longest time, so flight was all I had. It was freeze and flight at that point. And I still chose to always fly like I was gone. And I really don't want to do that anymore. I'm I have so much fight back. That it doesn't make sense for me to run anymore. Like I I have things in my life that are worth fighting for. I have projects that I do. I have people in my life. I have situations that I deal with that are worth the time and attention they need. You know, I. I have a purpose that I have to put everything behind because it's important. It's not about me. And when it's not about me, I'm not as anxious and I'm not depressed and I'm not sitting there just worried for just to worry. You know, I'm not filling in blanks because I don't have answers. I'm willing to wait because I know the answers are coming because somebody's in there working on them. It's when I don't know that the work is getting done when I'm just left hanging in you know in limbo then I'm like well I don't like this so I need to cut these cords and just let everything fall where it may that's when the shit starts flying that's when I start getting like really like just throwing shit out and being nasty and whatever because that means I'm just laying the groundwork for me to get the fuck out you know like I want you to be pissed at me I want you to not like me because then you're gonna let me go and of course I could always lean on that. Oh, well, you didn't fight for me. 
I wouldn't worry about that one to anybody who ever thinks I'll use that because nobody's ever fought for me. So it's like, nah, I don't really count on that one. I fight for myself and everybody else that comes along. Um, I wrote down that I will, I will continue to run from unbalanced situations every time because an unbalanced situation you'll see that coming you'll see it you'll see different ways to counter it to balance it out and some people just don't want you to and you'll see it you know you'll see the person that's coming at you that always wants you on your back foot always wants you off center because you're easy to control and manipulate that way you know, there are people that come to you, they have problems. They never stop having problems. They manufacture them in their own heads just because they just, they just need you to, oh, let me come solve it for you because that proves that you care. Actually, it doesn't prove that I care. It just proves that I want to help somebody solve their problem. And here you go. Even though I'm enabling you by even pretending that this thing is real. So I don't do that. I just, I cut off communication when that happens. Because there's only so much I could deal with. And if I'm willing to take on your stuff, it better be real. I'm not taking on somebody's bullshit. I'm not taking on anybody's need for the spotlight. If you need the spotlight, go out there and achieve something and get it your goddamn self. Because you ain't getting it through me. Next. Speaking of crash, gotta head out before I lose my mind. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Come on. You know you want to sing it. And confuse the window for a door. Again, have fun, T3. See, that ain't funny, Next, Not funny. Never confuse the window for a door. Make me, you gonna make me want to kick your ass. Having said that, you're in Discord. If you need anything, hit me up. We'll talk. I'll try to be nice about it. <laughs> but I can't make any guarantees. No, I'm kidding. You, you know that you can talk to me anytime. Anytime at all. Just, you know, things will look better. They'll look better tomorrow and the day after. Just give yourself a little grieving period for your job. And then get the fuck up. Go get an ice cream and start new. Get yourself a little treat. Hell, go get yourself laid. I don't really care. But just do something good for you, not something detrimental, because I can I can feel the self-destruction off of you. Just stop. You're fine. Listen, we adore you here. I miss you when you're not here. Don't... If you get to that point, if you start thinking that way, please reach out to one of us. I don't care if it's four in the morning. I don't care if I'm super busy. I don't care if I'm in the middle of a show. I will juggle, bitch. If I can't talk to you right this second, trust me, I have at least five people in my pocket that will. And that's for anybody. Anybody who's out there who's feeling desperate, who's feeling down. You're not by yourself. We're here. That's why we sit here and... Why you listen to me bitch and moan and go over like stories from 30 years ago, stories from yesterday. 
horrible freaking tangents that I go on chasing this squirrel and that chipmunk and there was a cricket and that's a grasshopper and oh, eat the bugs. Like my brain is all over. So if you choose to come on this little journey with me, you already know what you signed up for. I've never been different. I have always been like this. Y'all know I have always been like this. But at least with me, you know, what you see is what you get. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that you have a place among us next if you didn't. You know, you're one of us. You're, you're next. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. I have, I have attachment to you. So just, I don't, I don't want you to feel sad for long, honey. You got to feel sad a little bit, but then you got to realize, you know, they lost you. You didn't lose them. How many times do I have to say it? Not everybody you lose in life is a loss. The same with jobs. And then I always say, you know, unless it's me, then you fucked up. But it's true. I'm a loss. Like, if you lose me, you lose out. Because fuck that. I'm awesome. Uh, one of us. One of us. One of us. That's Jacob Pete's, you know, telling you you're one of us. In a very creepy, creepy way. And I bet you like that, you sick fuck. Ah, last page of R's. Well, what would your R be? Uh, next. You're about to be refurbished. There you go. You're about to be reinvigorated. You are about to be re-energized and re-enter a workforce where you bring experience and knowledge and can demand a higher pay. Where's the bad? Why am I feeling bad for you? Because you, oh, because you got let go. Your whole team got let go. So, I mean, obviously that wasn't like targeted. Trust me, I'm sure they know what they lost in you. I don't know if they know that you would put people on hold to listen to my podcast, but you know, that we'll just keep that between us and whoever the hell is listening. And I kind of wanted to remind you that you used to do that. So, you know, like, you gotta laugh. Like, yeah, I put this guy on hold for a half an hour. <laughs> Finish your thought, Shelly. God damn it. Stop squirreling. But. I mean, you have you had fun at that job. It's just they fucked you over in the end, like like people do. That's the other saying, you know, beginnings are hard. No, beginnings are scary. Endings are sad. And it's the middle that counts the most. Now you find yourself at the beginning again, get through it so you can get to the middle. And then just hang out there. See, it's that whole, like, I'm 900 years old or whatever thing. You're always trying to, like, rush life. Live life. Come on. Do something nice for yourself. Go for a really long, pretty walk. Something. Not a long walk off a short pier. But, like, go find beauty somewhere. You know, remind yourself why you go through this every day. What is out there that makes me so happy? Don't you have a dog that you, like, adore? Or is it a cat? I don't know. You have a pet that you like adore? And if you don't have one, go get one. Go rescue something. I'll, I'm full of commands. I'll tell you to do a million and one freaking things. I don't care. I think you're, you're a great guy. You are. 
that checks. I'm the middle child and I'm the best. <laughs> See? Lady knows. And if you don't like what she says, you can just take that shit to the fence. Now, regret and rethinking leads to reevaluating. So I'm, I'm not laughing over the fence thing. I'm not going to give into it. I will laugh when I'm done because that's going to make me have to pee. And I'm not stopping the damn show in the middle to go pee because you made me laugh. So stop. And take that shit to the fence. To the window. To the walls. To the fence. To the trees. That bitch fell to her knees. Anyway. The more R words. So if I get regretful. Right. Over something that somebody's done or lack of something somebody's done or whatever and i start rethinking which is where i i've been all night i start reevaluating i don't reevaluate other people i do it to myself because i only know me it's not fair if i reevaluate them i don't know what they're thinking i don't know what their thought processes are i don't know what they're doing when i can't see them and i just I can't do that all the freaking time. So I have to reevaluate my attachment, my place to find out if maybe I stepped wrong. You know, like maybe I'm going 120 miles an hour like I normally would. But it's like, you know, it's in that neighborhood with the deaf kid and the blind kid and the four playgrounds on each corner. Like that's the one that I'm speeding through. Just like willy nilly. I don't give a fuck. So I, I need to pull back and not do that. The part where I get tripped up the most or maybe yeah, it's the part that trips me up the most. It's the part where I'm resigned to something. I have resigned myself to the fact that this is the way it is. Do I have proof? No, because they're not giving me the proof. So I have to make it up as I go along in my own head. And I think we all know that my head is a scary, scary place. It's dark in there, you know, and it's not exactly in the best operating shape. So I'm reevaluating. I'm going through all this stuff. And that's what I spent all night doing. Just just turning over everything in my head over and over and over and over and over until none of it made sense. And then I started listening to the music. And I was like, all right, so everything is blown to shit in my brain. I can't focus on one goddamn thing. Find a song, Shell. Think of a song, any song, random in your head. Boom. All right, play that. There's a reason your brain picked that bitch. Play it through. Oh. oh, I get it. That happened to me the other night when I played Hallelujah. I've listened to that song a million times. But when I was listening to it, I was in a whole other place psychologically and emotionally. And when I got the imagery of she tied you to the kitchen chair, she broke your throne, and she cut your hair. That wasn't 
the literal interpretation that point. It wasn't the Samson and Delilah story. It wasn't any of that. It was literally to me how women have a tendency to cripple men by stealing what they prize the most. If a man loves his hair, they cut it off. If he loves his muscles, suddenly they want somebody with a dad bod. Now you have to have a dad bod. And when you have one, they're going to leave you for somebody with muscles. Um, this is happening a lot lately. And I get it. I get that they're just male or female. They seem to all be laying in wait. Like, oh, I love you. In order for you to show me you love me, you have to sacrifice what makes you you or what you love the most. You know, you have to completely give up everything. And I don't think that's true at all. I think that's the opposite of love, making somebody do that. I don't want somebody to sacrifice for me. I want them to be doubly successful. And hey, let, guess what? I want to be there to celebrate with you. I don't want you to get doubly successful and think you're too good for me because I'll kick you in the crotch. I don't really care. Don't piss me off. Don't hurt my feelings. Like, I'm just not that girl. But I mean, if you just, if somebody thinks I'm in it for the reward of it, they don't know me very well. When I'm resigned, you've left too much up to chance in my head. You've left too many blanks for me to fill in. There's been too many times where I've asked a question and gotten no feedback at all or gotten the redirect or got a joke. That those are all things that tell me you're just you're not serious enough about this because you don't think I'm serious enough about this. And I'm serious as a heart attack. So we're not on the same page. And if we're not, it's because you don't want to be. Because I'm being very clear. That's when I get resigned to the fact that it's like, okay. It's not going to be what you wanted. Take a step back. And reformulate it. You know, reshape it. Re-engineer it. To where, yes, you're just, you're just friends. You don't have feelings. You're not angry. You're not betrayed. You're not too invested. You break the connection. That's what happens when I'm resigned to something. When I have to make it all up in my own head. Because I'm not getting the information that I've already said I require. I just break it. I break everything. I'm good at self-sabotage. It's one of my, you know... One of my strongest bad features. And then lastly, you have my two last ones. They kind of bleed into one another. Whether I'm resigned to our fate or not, I always have an open mind. So there's always a way to change my mind. Do people take it? No, because they just figured, oh, well, she's just made up her mind. Da, da, da. 
Now, I can make up my mind given the information that I have. But if you're going to give me additional information, this is like the Innocence Project. Like if you found new DNA or new evidence, put that bitch up there so that I can reevaluate the whole goddamn thing. Because obviously it changes what the perception is. It changes the timeline. It changes the motives. For good or for bad, obviously. But I want to know it all. I want to know the details. I want to know the truth. If you don't give me that, I'm going to make it up in my own head based upon my past experiences. And it's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. So I don't recommend people push me to the point where I'm resigned and just formulating an opinion based on what I already know. And just that's my opinion from now on. And we're done. Um, reasonable. And I put reasonable with a question mark because some days like it. Uh, I am very reasonable. On days where I wake up, my feet hit the ground and I go, not today, Satan. But I am very unreasonable on days where I wake up, don't want to move. And I'm like, not today. I am Satan today. Those are the days that I'd like to skip because I come out to be a real asshole in them. But that's where you get me. You get one or the other. Either I can conquer the world in a good way. Or I could conquer it in a bad way. You know, I can raise you up or I could just set your ass on fire. It depends on what mood you put me in. Because if you keep saying things about me, people forget, you know, all the things that they tell me. And I remember everything. So it's like, all right, you go do it. You know, how you treat me, that depends how I'm going to wake up today. Am I going to be reasonable or am I going to be unreasonable? Pick one. It's ladies' choice. It's men's choice. It's whatever. Pick what you want me to be this morning. Because I can go either way. Being reasonable is overrated. <laughs> ah, become the problem from someone else to deal with. Jacob Peets, you are not good for keeping me out of jail. I'm telling winning. Because he's the one that would have to hear it if I was fucking stuck in jail. Um, and the last R. You get a restart. Restart every day. I try not to get stuck in a mindset. You know, I don't want to be... I don't want to be so stoic and so unmoving that I never allow for any other information to come toward me. I just want to make the best decisions I can based on the information I have. And I don't want what's just best for me. I want what's best for everybody all around me. Uh, Jacob said, hell, I'm surprised I kept myself out of jail this long. Dude, you're only 24. Shit, you know how many times I almost got arrested by the time I was 24? It's just I'm very good at talking my way out of situations with police. I don't know why. I think it's boobs. You know, but you never know. 
according to some, my boobs have magical power. <laughs> they get me out of all sorts of things. They get me into all sorts of things. It's just, oh, they're just mm, blessed. But it is what it is. <laughs> Jacob, is that a challenge? No, that is not a challenge. What is wrong with you? No, because then if you go to jail and it happens anytime in like the next year, I'm going to get blamed. Don't get blamed for enough shit in this life. Please. Like, I don't need that on my fucking plate, too. Anyway, we're at 240. And I really want to reiterate that restart is a thing. It's a thing. Every time I wake up in the morning, I'm like, all right. Everything that I was upset about yesterday doesn't seem so bad. Doesn't seem so big. It's not so looming. I had time to think on it. I had time to dream on it. Is it more confusing sometimes? Yeah. But confusing isn't bad. I don't know why people think confusing has to be a bad thing. Confusing means you're of two minds about something or you just don't understand it and need clarification. Those are two very specific things you can ask for and get. You can say, I don't understand. Like I tell Gary, you're not being as clear as you think you are. I don't learn that way. <laughs> Teach me a different way. And he's able to do that. And I think it's better for him doing that because he's more like natural in that area that way. But once he knew, you know, like, okay, she don't learn like that. She's not going to just listen. He said, he's like, when is she ain't listening? No, I'm not. Because it's not the way I learn. I don't. I could listen to you and I will hear every word you say. And it's just wah, 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 in my head. I didn't retain shit all of it because it was all the same to me. The delivery was the same. This was the same. That was the same. It was too even keel. You know, you guys know how to, how to get a reaction out of me. But yeah, restart is very, very important. I don't think I would have made it the last year if I didn't constantly wake up and say, okay, it's a new, it's a new day. Let's see what we can get into today. You know, and it's just like, I, because I want the day to start fun. I want to face it with a smile on my face and just this kind of unholy glee, you know, that I get. <laughs> but, I think a restart is necessary for everybody. And I don't think they should be numbered. Giving somebody another chance is different than giving them a reset or a restart. Like when you restart somebody, you tell them, look, you're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You realize that? Yes. Can you get yourself back on track? I need help. Ha ha ha. Hallelujah. Like, and then you start to help them and you start to push them, you know, in the right direction. And you say, well, what do you want? What are you good at? You know, winning did it with Gary. Gary was ready to throw in the towel during our 24 hour stream for him. Uh, he was just, he was done, man. He was, he was jaded. He was disappointed. He felt abandoned and rejected and lied to all the bad stuff. And then, of course, he had the fear of not being able to take care of his family and, you know, all that stuff together. The next day, he was much better. The day after that, he was much better. The day after that, he was much, much, much better. 
had he not kept restarting. And I think I think I said the rest of this out loud. I might have skipped it in my head. I don't know. I'm getting to that too tired point. So I'm going to literally wrap it up in the next two minutes. Um, with Gary during that stream, had he not hit that wall where he was like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. He needed a restart, but he couldn't do it himself. That's what he had winning for. Winning went in there and said, what do you do? What do you enjoy? Da, 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 da. And he just pummeled him with question after question after question. And every time Gary said something nasty, you know, when he would come back with his own point. And it wasn't a debate. It was him telling him, fool, you are worth something. Stop giving up. Stop saying, oh, this happened to me. You know what? You want something to happen for you? You make it happen. Like, what do you enjoy? You enjoy service? Do you really? Yes, I really do. Like, he'll get back down to the bare bones of who you are and help you discover how to reset yourself, how to restart your day, how to restart your life with a better mindset, you know, with more motivation, with less pessimism. It's not like he doesn't feel pessimistic. He gets those, those moods. He just doesn't indulge in them. You know, he sees them, he feels them, and then he just goes, what the fuck am I thinking? That's not me. He brushes it off and shakes it off, and he's off and running. But he allows himself to have that first, like, that little bit of doubt. And I think it's so that the rest of him can rise up and be like, what, what? this isn't welcome here. We got this. He bolsters himself in that regard. I can't do that. Or at least I haven't learned how to do that yet to myself. I can do it to all of you. Hell, I can even make my cats feel pompous for a day. But I can't do it to me. I don't know. Um, so no, that's not a challenge, Jacob. Not at all. Do not do anything that will wind you up in jail. Please. It is 10.47 a.m. on the East Coast. It is Monday, and it has been a very manic Monday. I have been all over the place. But those are M's, and I was dealing with R's. So this is your R-rated Shelly, who requires adult supervision, signing off and wishing all of you a lovely Monday. I am sorry that I was all over the place, but I'm also not, because that's who I am, and, you know... If you didn't like it, you wouldn't be here all the whole time. And you guys never leave me. So I love you for it. I do. Having said that, of course, some bitch. I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Doggone it, people like me. <laughs> oh, vinning, vinning. What am I going to do with you, vinning? Nobody got time for that. I said, oh, Lord Jesus is a fire. I said, oh, Lord Jesus is a fire. Don't go to Jersey. Whatever you, somebody going to ask you to go to Jersey. This one in Jersey. A long lost friend, don't go to Jersey. Don't go to Jersey. You're going to get hit by a bus. Okay, don't do that. Okay. Don't do that. Don't go to Jersey. You're going to get hit by a bus.
But, you know, I always know things ahead of time, so. That one just makes me so happy, especially since he's always so affronted by. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome. I'm looking for the one thing though. Is this the oh this is one of my absolute favorites, and I'm gonna end with this. I might play it more than once, but here you go. Last time on Repairing History Together. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. <laughs> I love you for your skin's pure sheen, for your two sweet lips with teeth in between. <laughs> Savage, how you doing? You're late to the party. Oh, just in time to say bye. He's like, I know when to show up, damn it. He's like, she had an emotional day. I wasn't showing up till that end. Anyway, thank you guys for coming by. I love you all. Lady, you're awesome. Everybody that has been in and out and will come over here, my replay crew, thank you so much. If you can, hit that like, share this out, get the word out because... Even when I'm on with Gary, it's the weirdest thing. He gets like 400 hits. I get like 10. I'm like, all right. like <laughs> That's a little wonky, but all right. I don't really care. I just have fun. It's, it's a break in my day where I get to wind down. So far, it's fun. When it stops being fun, trust me, Gary will be the first one. Well, the second one to know. I'll be the first one. So you have a wonderful day, guys. And remember, I love you. And I will see you in the funny papers. Bye. Mm.